The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk Podcast Network. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. This is the Anime Roundtable Canada, presented by Anime North. On this Sunday afternoon, August 7th, 2022, you can contact us online on the web, AnimeRoundtable.com, Twitter and Instagram, at AnimeRoundtable, and email AnimeRoundtable at gmail.com. It's been a while since we've done this in person, haven't we? In person? Oh, I've been here all week, Mike. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been here the well, whole we week. Didn't, <laughs> see, the thing is, we didn't release James. <laughs> I was kidnapped and I've just been staying yeah, here for he, the whole we, week. We just, we just put him in the closet. So who, who's the top and who's the bottom then? Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, I don't know. Is that in well, Dick yeah, Fight Island? Is, I don't know. This is an appropriate way to begin episode 69 of the version 2 era. Well, I thought this is the last time we could have these conversations because what we're talking about today, they're getting rid of all that from the anime industry. I heard it's going to be a clean industry well, next year. Well, we'll get to that a bit later on. We'll get to that a bit later on. You guys out there, as we start to tape this, already know what the big story is, but we'll get to that a bit later on. Four mics, five people, Mike Nicholas, James Austin, Kevin Ng, Mohamed Shamarki, Amy Gregg are all around the table. But they get to, uh, for the most part, we're testing out the new microphones yet again. We're, we added the, th- the third of the Shure mics, but you have to speak directly into it. And we're going to test to see how well Kevin does that because he's actually on that third mic. But we decided to plug in one of the old Apex microphones because its range is better for Amy and uh, Mo. We'll see how it goes. It will probably pick up the marble coming from our Ramune bottles. We just ask you to bear with us. We're, we're still experimenting with, the, with some of the new equipment. No champagne for us, Mo. You just brought Ramune <laughs> bottles and like, no, all these sacks. Uh, see, <laughs> before, uh, before, um, before he got here to six points... Uh, Mo went to like a little Japanese, uh, what do we call it? A supermarket or a little mar- Japanese market that in yeah, the Tobacco area. Grocery market, I guess. Yeah, and it's no, you got a lot of nice little treats, didn't you? It was really got a nice. couple of different treats, pockies, different types of uh, of Kit Kats. Got the little fish cake. Oh yeah, the little fish cake. Well, what, 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 what are they filled with? Chocolate. It is chocolate in this case. Am I coming through at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, e, well, you're coming off as maybe a bit on the distant side, but that's a. But you're how coming. About, how about now? Am I coming through? You're coming through enough. <laughs> you're coming through enough. You know, because you know, right now the fifth, mi- the fourth mic is more pointed at Amy because you know we know your habits sometimes. <laughs> you know, it, it is good. It is good. This is our first in-person episode in roughly a year, two and a half years, or it's certainly two and a quarter years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pre-pandemic, yeah. Yeah, pre-pandemic. In February or something? Huh? We, we, the last in-person was like February. 
It, it must have been. It was in March. It was in just March. First beginning of March because I wasn't there, but you guys were there. And yeah, we're, I guess you guys were joking about the future, and little did you know. <laughs> yeah, that we were. We were. <laughs> Not counting Anime North episodes, this is my first in person since York University. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate too. For so way back, way back in version one, we're talking what? Probably two thousand eight then. I think that was the last I time we taped in person at, pre, at York. Pre-Obama. Yeah, it's, no, it's, we're barely into it, more like it. Barely into Obama, more like it. Mm. So, okay, we've had, the, had a bit of time, a bit of a chance to let the whole, well, uh, the four conventions that have passed in the, Three weeks that we've uh, since Anime North. Three, four weeks since we've done Anime North. So Anime North, um, Otakon. Otakon. Expo? No, Expo was at the beginning of July. You know what was this weekend, right? Sakura No, uh, sorry. Uh, a, uh, Matsuri in, in Houston yes, and... Yes. Did it, did anything and happen anime revolution. Mm, we haven't heard anything yet. Oh. Yeah, that was last week. Well, there's, revolution there's, was last week, there's too. Still, there's always something that's <laughs> happening there. Revo- and Anime Revolution also happened. Remember, Otakon, Matsuri, Revolution, they all happened on the same weekend. And I think this weekend was Otakuthon, I believe. Is Otakuthon and... I believe, and then Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll Expo, Expo in San Jose, supposedly, was this weekend. Supposedly, they sold out, so I'm sure their lines were just as packed as all those other ones, like AX and yeah, Anime North and all the other ones. So they're all dealing with the same things, I'd say. I'd say, but some are more well publicized than others or at least uh, at least word gets out a little bit more some of them are indoors or some of them are outdoors it all depends on the buildings and the location right yeah i mean going back to the whole anime north thing i mean we obviously we paid attention to it because we were more or less there okay minus mo minus james but we were well aware of what happened and i guess what happened uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Was it, that, was it that line issue? I heard something about a line. Maybe? Yeah. Well, okay, Mo. This is uh, the first time you're on since Anime North. What? And you weren't there. No. What was your observations from afar? I mean, we asked yeah. James's last time, the, but the, the Discord was popping. It's like I was almost there. Am I not coming through it? Oh, you know, what? I'm gonna get used to this. I'll get. It, I'll get. It, I'll get. It. <laughs> yeah, the Discord was nice. Uh, it made you feel like you were almost there. All the people uploading photos and stuff, but that line issue seemed to be very prevalent that first day, and then not so much as time went on. The ray looked nice outside in the cage and stuff. All those food trucks and whatnot. I, I didn't hear anything about the protesters. Was there any protesters? As this far year? as I know, nothing. There, there were. There was oh. a protester. It was interesting though because if you think about like um, the previous years, it was you know the huge signs yeah. with like the chanting. Um, you know, very loud. You had uh, TK Duckman uh, banging on his pail to pr- like counter protest, people screaming. Oh, Duckman's uh, back? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. In the past. Um, he's still in Japan. Um, but this year it was like one guy with like one of those like not very effective microphones or like intentionally maybe that was like amplifying his voice, but not like loud it was a lot more subdued it was more like just like talking with individual people and like other people like watching um so like you wouldn't have noticed if you were just passing by versus before you would have noticed because of the giant signs yeah you would have noticed across dixon but this one not as much (laughs) 
So, are they like usually set up by the Harveys or something in that corner? Yes. Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of in front just, of the Congress Center, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, that's about right. It's almost like those street preachers and stuff like that, Young Dundas Square almost. Yeah, yeah this one this one was similar to that, but just like, again, it was weirdly quieter. I, I feel, I, I've noticed that they've gotten quieter as a whole, street preachers in general. I feel like they're trying to go individual instead of group-wise, maybe, but, you know. <laughs> that's one way to put it, I guess. <sighs> okay, so that, that's, that's, that's your basic observation? Nothing else? Really nothing else? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, do we have any further fallouts from any of the conventions? or well, like Any announcements that might caught Kevin's well, attention for okay, either well, manga or then, something like that? I guess we, we can start, talk to a few, I guess. We can start backtracking a little bit into the, spa- into the Ke- space teacher chat from last week. Uh, me and Mike had mentioned uh, AX and Marmalade Boy. I mentioned something he enjoyed. And then the other one from last week was a uh, short program uh, that used to be with Viz. Dempa had got that. And I think I yeah. mentioned that uh, Dempa had saved Mondays last week too. If you what know do you what mean that by, means. Actually, I did not know what you meant by that. Tuara on Monday, that manga. Oh, okay. I, I did forget about that one. Uh, for Marmalade Boy, already sold my manga set. <laughs> Wow. Well, to go. Way to and go. hopefully so we'll... You. Sorry? That's so you. <laughs> well, it looks like it will be a, a nicer, cleaner edition because, you know, Tokyo Pop's typesetting and uh, had a little bit... Leaves a little bit to be desired, especially during those earlier releases. And hopefully we'll get the sequel series because we never got that here. There was a sequel series? Yeah, I believe there is a sequel series from Marmalade Boy. I think it's called Marmalade Boy Little. Let me double check. I forget what it was called, but yeah, there was a short series after, kind of almost like Fruit Basket, right? How they have their little thing after. Mm-hmm. It's going to quickly... Yep, Marmalade Boy Little came out in Japan in 2013. Oh, so that was so a while in after. That was in a while comparison, after. this is a fairly recent thing. It's pretty short. It's like only a few volumes, but... Still, nonetheless, it's... In theory, they would pick that up as well because it's only four volumes and so they could throw that into two more omnibus books and call it a day who knows well is it was it was it known to be part of the of the pickup no, no it just it just said marmalade boy so i'm assuming just the original so we'll see what happens right I guess now i guess it's safe to say that yeah I, mean, I wouldn't assume anything. Uh, like um, seven C's yeah, can though. just not talk about things like And then just say, they, Hey, there's more to come. Yeah, like or you know, they don't in. talk about their mistranslations until they get caught or they quietly I mean. cancelled freezing and witchbuster and things like that. Falcon Chang got canceled, but that was understandable why. Oh, that's what you meant by just that, like that's what it. I was saying. Like they have a lot more things to worry about than unionization stuff like that because top to bottom, all those employees have got to get that ship righted, especially with how certain people may perceive them and stuff like that. Because one there, or James. two times with mistranslation, okay, but the other ones, it's big question marks, and we've seen it with the light novels. Now we've seen it with this recent manga and stuff like that and because of gender identity it's kind of pushed it in another way too as well that one and i know some of their uh translations for the the chinese novels can be a little contested at times too so it depends 
But I guess they still have the strong relationships, but I think if they want newer people, like um, companies or other things, there may be a question of trust, I wonder, because of what they've seen before. But the other thing, as we said, is because of Twitter, it's taking it to a whole new level because the most recent one, a lot of them went to the mangaka themselves because people can go on Twitter and a lot of them go through that. They don't write letters, they don't do whatever email. And so it's kind of crazy. And some of them, like that one, they said, um, you can go to the publisher because I don't know how to respond to you. <laughs> kind of thing. And so they, I think hopefully most of them went that way. But it, it's a different dynamic, it feels like, in the last few years because there's it feels like a more direct access. And some of them, there's the language barrier too, right? And then they did talk it over and stuff like that. They did the investigation and realized the author's intent was that it was um, a gay boy and stuff like that, and that he wasn't identifying as female at that point. But you never know, maybe it'll change during the story, and then it'll be different and stuff like that. But at this point, it isn't and stuff like that. And that's Mm. why there was the issue. And it was across the board, I remember, from different people that we know that came out against that from all specs of life, I think, on that one, compared to the light novel ones, right? Mm. I... Yeah. Okay. It's just I. I it, it boggles me because I, I. You know me. I'm. I haven't been able to really keep up with this to the same degree you guys have. I'll just watch something or read something, and it's probably really old. Like I mean, I mean, Marmalade Boy was it Marmalade Boy Little? Is that what they call it? Yes. Oh boy. But that was the last decade, right? So that's when you were the, kind yeah, of that would, it. Well, that was in the purgatory years. That was the purgatory years of of this show, right? And it's kind of interesting, too, when we talk about, like, people are speaking out more, whether it's good or bad, because I feel like for me and you, Mike, like, back way when, yes, we had the scanlators and all this other stuff, but I know people might have complained, but they haven't been this vocal and saying, hey, you're wrong, like, not, you're wrong. It's like, I just didn't like the cadence of how you did something, you know what I mean? Well, this this is probably the old man anime fan starting to speak up, you know, because... Because back in my day, yeah, yeah, when <laughs> exactly. we did back in my day, yeah, well, back this in is, my day, we used to well, go uphill both ways <laughs> while going through the snow. Well done, by the way. We read our manga by candle. It was like <laughs> I, when from my days running the anime club, right? And we just had like our anime club, Amy, mm-hmm. just celebrated its 25th anniversary, right? So it's as old, uh, and as I've hinted before, it it, just graduated, right? Huh? Just graduated. (laughs) 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 Its history runs almost parallel to Anime North's. My point being is when we did the, when the reunion happened for for the York University Anime Club, one of its founders came out of the woodwork for the first time in years, in in literally decades, right? And she, she would just tell the current members of, of, the, uh, of the club, you have it so lucky with Crunchyroll <laughs> right now. And this, is, and this probably speaks to some of the stuff we talked about last week, James. Fandom, like our, the original fandom, would, it tends to probably look at those early shows that they got into as probably 
almost masterpieces because we were so protective about and not and not picky about what ultimately what we got. We, and we, there we, wasn't a deluge of content, so yeah. to speak, every season. Mm-hmm. Even though we Remember, had a lot of different shows from even decades before because even stuff from the 80s, as we always talked about, was still new to us. And we talk about that in relation to... Um, Ranma, oh, Kimigore Orange Road. Kimigore Orange Road, I was going to say Yatsura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's on the heels of its pit of the... It may look old, but it was still new to us. It was new to thing, us. But I feel like it's a different mindset now. It's got to be the hot new thing because everyone online, it's like they're all on the same page, so to speak. You know, I mean across the world, which is interesting. Ima kore ga hoshinda. I want it now, <laughs> right? I mean, I've I've said that I've said that phrase numerous times over over the history of this show, and that once again comes back down to the spoiled brats line that maybe I'm saying that that the old man anime fan is I saying. I mean, like we're like so spoiled brat like stuff for Urusei Yatsura. Um, I saw like a tweet which I guess was the announcement of the Blu-ray um, or something, and the tweet was basically like. No extras, deal with it. And, like, I don't know, for me, like, that kind of drained my interest. Because I've been very curious about this series, but I would have wanted a dub. um, And I would have, I don't care about anything else, but I'm sure some other people do. But that... that drained everything, and I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, and, and this, like the new one, hopefully we'll mm. get a dub. But you never know these yeah, days. Yeah, like, it's so picking that up. Mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. inconsistent. Um, the like one of the newest series um, that I've been interested in, I think it's called like Uncle from Another World, um, uh, or uh, Uncle mm-hmm. from Another. You know, it's an isekai mm-hmm. with a guy who mm-hmm. comes back, and I the the idea of reverse isekai I like way more than isekai. Um, but there's no dub, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch it eventually maybe like i'm not opposed to the japanese language but i just prefer dub so i can like eat while watching and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh, because it's coming out weekly i get i think which is weird for netflix i think they're it, on delay at the moment because they ran into a covid situation okay. and, they were, and they were a bit <laughs> of delay already for netflix they sometimes yeah. do stagger out some of these newer shows now though there in, are three in, episodes yeah but point. hopefully you will get a a dub for that later on, which is kind of nice with Netflix, but I guess when they're not doing it in the binge model, yeah. right? They can't get you the dub immediately, so it's like, pick your poison, yeah, unfortunately. For, so, like, for JoJo and Shaman King, there was just dubs all, all there. Like, apparently, like, even people, like, hacked the, like, future episodes, um, and the dubs, like, are already recorded. Um, f- like, you know, they were recorded in advance. Um, so yeah, extras are disappointed. So like, I guess I'm a spoiled brat in this case because like, oh, here's a series I've been hearing about since I got into anime. Oh, no English, no thank you. Yeah, um, I get it, I get it. So. Well, it's more of a case of just trickle, trickle, trickle. And the other thing is they only had a few episodes that were test dubs for that one and stuff like that. Yeah. And so unfortunately, because of the length, it never really got anything. It would have been nice to have it like as an extra, as they said, but some of it was because of licensors from Japan. But yeah, probably that tweet, whichever one you were looking at, Amy, unfortunately, doesn't leave a great impression, <laughs> right? It's, it, it, well, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, 
Well, first of all, we know what uh, that discotheque only has discotheque and their budget is only so much. Mm-hmm. They can never, aff- almost never afford to do dubs unless it's for a very short form thing. And when they try to do the kitchen sink ones and get all the extras and the dubs and things like that, it's a long process of getting some of those things out. They do put out the work if they're able to accomplish like and get the materials and get mm-hmm. the approvals and stuff like that. So as I said, like Sherlock Hound is the next kitchen sink one and they got all the things funny enough though you know about city hunter and the special supposedly they're not doing the remaster for that one you know it's actually going to be one that was done elsewhere so where do you think city hunter is the biggest outside of japan you should know it because (laughs) because they have their own live action movie that came out italy Oh, it's no. France, France. France, yes, France. I was almost, I was, I was tempted to say Hong so Kong, it, but I forget what it's called. It's like Dimex or whatever from France. They had done their own thing and supposedly was real good. So Justin Savagas and them looked at it and said, "You know what? We'll just use their version <laughs> because they're probably overworked as heck." Uh, it's like seeing how many. Well, I mean, considering considering what they're like that that really really extensive release schedule we keep seeing. And it keeps growing, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind Mm -hmm. of intense, to say the least. Well, yeah, forget just getting a few things out already. It's just, yeah, you're right. It just keeps growing. It it outpaces what what they're able to actually churn out sometimes. And sometimes people keep asking for more things. Like, it's funny, some of the things I heard about, they were talking about Epo, and I'm like, well, they can't really do anything about the next seasons of Epo because Crunchyroll has that, and they would have to get a distribution with deal with them, just like they do with similar other shows. So, who knows if that'll ever happen? Because there are some shows they haven't gone back to dub like Epo. Maybe they might still be able to do something with Discotech. Maybe uh, a Manchu, which is uh, from the creator of Aria, maybe they can do something with that too, because that doesn't sound like something they would dub, but. The weird thing I was telling you guys, they've gone back and done dubs of older shows with uh, Funimation cast this week. Like Hirohigo, oh sorry, Higa Hero is the one I mentioned last week. I mentioned, oh, it'd be nice if they did Laid Back Camp. Guess what? They did that this week. So <laughs> Laid Back Camp is being done this week. Didn't they do Natsume season one as well? Sorry? Didn't they do Natsume Yujin yep, shows season Natsume one? Natsume supposedly was one they did a few weeks ago. This week also, they did Remake Our Life. They did Sing Yesterday for Me, which is another. So a lot of different uh, slice of life, romantic type shows and stuff like that. So, and they, I think they had a few others, but they were doing a lot more older catalog stuff this week. Hopefully they'll have some other ones from this season too, but we'll see. But it's interesting that now that the deals went through that, they are looking back at some of those other Crunchyroll shows to dub them in Texas. So Ah, well, Texas, of course. But they're, they're now in overdrive, right? Because we've talked about the dub industry before. So they, they must be going into overdrive now, too, if they're doing that and probably this season at some point. Or, well, the, current, uh, the more current stuff. Yes or no? Should yes. we? Uh, this, is, this is the, well, this, this is the backtrack. And this is like maybe just to, just to close this thought off and my little thought earlier. Has streaming devalued devalued shows to the point where there's no such thing as an evergreen show like you said right as all ips and stuff yeah like like has it like as i said our fandom has become became so protective of of a handful of ips because maybe they were in many respects some of the only ones we would get back in the 90s in the aughts yeah it's like now now that there's more selection titles have become i hate to use the word disposable more so 
it's like the hot topic. And it's even in the sub and the dub. Like I think about Crunchyroll, I think of Spy Family and definitely promoted it very big with the sub. And then even for the dub, they promoted and said, hey, it's mm-hmm. the final episode of the dub is coming out a few weeks ago of Spy Family and stuff like that. And obviously they'll do that with other properties too, but it's the year or two later, right? That's even, what we're yeah, much less in our year mind. Two, you know what yeah. I mean? And a year, not just like, a year or two later, feels much like less a decade you're still going to sell it, but it, I'm not sure it's going to be in the memory as much, right? It's yeah. not going to have that the title, feel. like Streaming has killed the idea that it's a, a lot of titles will endure, more, right? Yeah. A lot of titles will endure. Eva has endured. Odyssey Atsura seemingly has endured. Well, we'll see with the new show, well, right? With the <laughs> new show, but, but, uh, but with the show coming out. Title uh, Sailor Moon has endured 30 plus years. Yu Yu Hakusho has endured. Are we going uh, to see less and less of that now? Yes or no? Mm. <laughs> is that or 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 is that at least an interesting question to ask? I guess the question is: Will they do reboots like they've done of the early aught ones? Because we know Trigun is going to come back. We talked about they've redone Fruit Basket and all more, these other more, ones. More, right? more Bleach. They'll probably bring back Naruto for Bleach. like as a time. Like every <laughs> oh. like. Well, Naruto's ongoing, though, right? Yeah, it's like did burrito. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, burrito. Yeah, I was going to say it's still kind of ongoing. I no, it'll, it'll end at some point, and then in 20 years, they'll bring back Naruto next gen. Or well, something. it is Kishimoto doing the story for Boruto again. So it's canon. Well, not, not as if it wasn't canon already, <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, but, I mean, everything will just keep coming back over and over and over again. Like, I'm surprised some of the titles that you mentioned, like... We should. We need. We'll probably get more Eva at some point. You know, we'll get more Eva. You th- you seriously think we'll see a in twenty years time? Guaranteed. Hey, we're there's a new Prince of Tennis this season. See, okay, right? New okay. Eye Shield maybe. You know. Oh, I would love for them to right? do an Eye bring Shield out, reboot. Bring back, bring back like more baby. But they already do more baby. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, I think that the. The challenge here, though, is that, like, I'm thinking about all of the the series that you've mentioned and, like, these, like, iconic ones, like, all of the the Shonen Jump ones, of course, but uh, things like uh, Fullmetal Alchemist as well, um, Evangelion, um, Gundam has marketing, so that's kind of a different beast, so that's kind of like Pokemon, it's just going to endure forever. But as far as, like, the more, like, you know, narrative-focused stuff... I think that maybe just fandom and consumption has changed like irreversibly at this point and we're not going to get that like even something like Attack on Titan I think is like less so like an example of a modern series that's going to have staying power and more maybe just a lingering like last across the finish so you, line you, of the old generation. You so you kind of differentiate between the words linger and endure. Yeah, because like I think that for these kind of things, you need like this combination of being iconic and not being like overly toyetic. Right? Okay. So like, like a Beyblade, mm-hmm. Gundam, okay, Pokemon I get type it. So, of thing. Like yeah, merchandising. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so, so in some like ways, Trigun, so, right? something like, that, so, so it's almost contradictory to that whole theory of uh, Matt, what is it? The multi, what's the phrase, what's the phrase we've always used? Multi... <laughs> no, mom. Mimetic? Well, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of that you want to hit mom. all your moments of anime manga video games and stuff like yeah. that and if you hit yeah. if you hit like one or two of them the media mix, media yeah, mix. Yeah, they, yeah, that's yeah, the phrase exactly. we've used over the over the um 
pandemic series, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to get some of those with, like, you know, bigger isekai shows and ones that, like, have, like, fan service elements. But, like, if I'm thinking about, like, the closest things to having a cultural impact to something like Trigun um, or um, even something, I guess, a little bit more, like, if I count Attack on Titan in there, where there's, like, actually, I'm not sure I, att- I count Attack on Titan on having, like, literary respect, but um, <laughs> there's, there's, is this, like, interesting, like, balance that a lot of these shows have had with, like, oh, yeah, Evangelion, you cross the marketing off the, the list, you ca- you cross, like, yeah, it's, people talk about it because of the philosophy, um, it has, you know, interesting characters, music, you have all the licensed music plus Cruel Angel's thesis, um, and, like, what series has done that super recently, like, in the last five years? Um, like, I know Spy Family is popular, but how popular is it going to be in two months? Um, that's yeah, harsh, which is an what? It's going to have another course, so that's how a lot of them have the staying powers. Yeah. They keep on doing that other season. You I know guess what I mean? Demon so Slayer is close. Like, it's gotten... like Of, of what's out there now. Yeah, like, you know, you see the... Pa- I mean, the patterns are popular Japanese patterns, but like, um, like the clothing patterns, but you know, you do see posters, um, but like for both Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia, like I feel like there's, like I'm not sure how fair it is to count like a Shonen Jump style show into this. Into this discussion. Yeah, into this discussion because like, you know, anime as animation is such a broad category that I feel like something like this, like it's not necessarily like a Pokemon Gundam thing, but the Shonen Jump series i feel live well in their it, own it, it sounds like you can at dimension. least like you say pokemon you say well, to a lesser degree Yu-Gi-Oh, i guess yeah. but yeah. think and gundam because they have their own marketing their own ips their own things they've mm-hmm. endured their own way of enduring mm-hmm. in many respects maybe you can almost put shonen jump in that category too just just as a label mm-hmm. just being associated with that yeah. label helps you and they have their formula and everything and then, like that you know for better I mean. or worse and i know even matt alt has said that I think in in the article when you talk in that uh, New York. Do you think we'll get article. to a point where Shonen Jump is a Shonen Jump? In what way? Like the company doesn't exist anymore? No way. Too, too big to fail. Too big to <laughs> fail. Well, yeah. I, I, what do you think is more okay? What do you think is more likely, Shonen Jump ceasing to exist or being bought out by Sony? I mean, Sony will probably buy them, but <laughs> but the idea is that <laughs> or uh, Disney for that matter. Yeah, but it's, oh, but at that point it won't be Shonen Jump anymore, right? Like. Right now, Shonen Jump is a kingmaker. You put your stuff on Shonen Jump, it's like better than average chance of succeeding, right? So it's like, what happens when they're no longer there? Well, let's theorize. <laughs> because, okay, and maybe like, like, there's like, your... Like, but you... I was hey. going to say, like, would My Hero Academia succeed as it has if it wasn't on Shonen Jump? Probably not, because pro- I, I feel prob- that... I feel that the creator would have done more experimental things like the like same for if you look at the pitch um, chapters for like both things like my hero and like attack on Titan, the pitches and like, like demo reels essentially are wildly more like experimental and like um, risky. And it was because of the editors and the, the team at Shonen Jump that I feel that they were able to become what they are and i think without that they would be good but they would be like four four to ten volume series instead of you know hundred volume juggernauts (laughs) well let's start to ask uh, let's start to ask the other those type of questions 
Well, let's go to the big news this week. Actually, I was oh. going to say, what about, uh, we should ask Kevin maybe about uh, Square Enix manga up and oh, about yeah. well, uh, the censorship he's, bars. He's busy doing something else, and we'll get There's to There's not that enough censorship bars to cover that whole computer, Kevin. Yo, <laughs> fuck, let you know. fuck that app, I swear <laughs> to God. Like, like, yes, the censorship's bad, and it's dumb, and of course it's a bot, because why else would they censor a Y and, like, legs and stuff? That's but, why I said the bot is the most <laughs> hilarious bot ever, like, but no, not in a good no way. You know, but, you know, Square Enix is cheap anyway, so of course they're not going to pay someone to do it. But it's it's the fact that, you know, the whole the whole gamifying and, like, microtransactioning from the video game division is, like, seeping into the manga division now. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You're making me pay for currency to, like, unlock parts of a chapter? Like, fuck off. Like, it's bullshit. Like middle parts or like it's like it's split like two or three parts or whatever. Yeah, like one chapter. It's not like some of them were. It's like by the chapter chapter you open a key. It's like they split them up as we said, and that's the most sinister thing of the whole thing. Is people talked more about the censorship, but the more sinister thing was the microtransaction like thing. Even, you know, what I mean? you weren't even the if you were like literally the first manga app. Perhaps you could have gotten away with it for a little while. But when you have other avenues where you can pay for a whole chapter, like, no. Like, and you what, can were pay you, what were you thinking? Like, but, uh, we're not all idiots. But, Kevin, isn't, won't you feel better knowing you've paid more and put more time into that <laughs> <laughs> chapter? No. <laughs> Would you feel better about playing the I new feel, <laughs> You know, I feel a lot better just going to, like, Manga decks and pirating the chapter. <laughs> going on to YouTube and listening to the light novels. I feel better going to the library and borrowing that manga for free, and I'm still supporting the artist. Oh, man. But wouldn't the grind be better? Like, just, just, just grind it out to, to read that chapter? Not when I can get the chapter within five seconds on the internet. I, I will tell you my... my like and the chapter will be a pure chapter, no plot at all. <laughs> and, and it'll be <laughs> uncut filler. for the most part, it's or filler. at least not as censored. What if you could play like an ad-supported like yes. puzzle game <laughs> yes. like for yes. two hours <laughs> to unlock it for free so you yeah, don't have to like, spend real-world money. Um, just real-world time, yeah, yeah. that's what could it I is. Could I play this, this censored, like, similar version of Final Fantasy VII instead of doing the full remake? They do that as their mini-game for that. Then I'd just be and playing Final Fantasy VII the whole time instead. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, I would rather cool. actually spend the time than spend the money in that situation, Amy. Okay, at least, uh, at least, at least we are. Uh, at least uh, he's he's willing to take an either or and, not, and none of the above. So I'll at least give him credit for that. But it's interesting to say the least because obviously we've seen other manga apps and they've said outside of Japan that's what we're doing. But they obviously have some different bots and censorship and stuff like that and do it by region probably. But this one. It's like they just sent it out into the wild, and it's yeah. like everyone is involved. Like it seemed very Japan centric. Like it feels like they talked to no one almost, or did no research because they because they didn't, or they didn't care. You know, or what? If someone higher up the chain was like, "No, just put it out." Like because you know they think they know what's best. I don't know. What and else they, they and half the time they don't I, because it, they're all you, they're you. all just enclosed in their little country, and they probably never took a vacation <laughs> in their lives. Well. Beyond Japan, that is, because we all know, like most Japanese people, don't actually leave the country. 
unfortunately. They, are, are they allowed to leave the country? No, it's just that the Japanese tourism industry is- <laughs> That was just- so <laughs> 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 walked into that. <laughs> oh, but for those who don't know, like the Japanese tourism industry is so strong that most Japanese citizens don't always feel the impetus to leave Japan because they can go to any of the other pre- prefectures where there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, like, yeah. like, a, like cool a- Cool food, cool mascots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> but the other thing we can say as well for Square Enix is that maybe they're trying to uh, cozy up to their sh- sugar daddy uh, Sony, as they say, because there have been the rumors about them trying to ba- buy Square Enix and they want Square Enix Tokyo, owners? which is going to be interesting Wait, if that who, happens. Who's to trying to buy out Square Enix? Sony. There's oh, that rumor. And are. supposedly that was one of the reasons they got rid of their Western studios at a swan song. They literally threw them away. Threw them away. What do they sell them to again? Um, oh, shoot. I forget the name of them, but they do buy up. They bought up like THQ Nordic and a few oh, of those are, and all those other ones. that one. That but, but remember, it was like Eidos Montreal, the Tomb Raider stuff, the Thief stuff, yes. like all those type of things. And they actually did some decent games. They made decent profit, but they never met the profit Square Enix wanted. So it's like, what was the whole point? Yeah, because... Bunch of power hungry. But the weird people. thing is, well, she know that they're a business, so. Hey, did something happen? Like, why is their stock up so high? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's GameStop all over again, Mo. Final Fantasy more. 14 recorded record to profits. the moon. Come on, like to the moon. Like that's big, right? But even if Sony say does buy Square Enix, which I'm not sure if that'll ever happen, the question is, do they just buy the video game division and get rid of the other stuff? They're going to have to spin that off because remember they do manga they do books and all that other stuff it's not just a one-trick pony even though everyone thinks of them as the video game company and yeah i think we brought this up last week it's just has sony ever done book publishing no not really and that's the thing that's questions mark in my mind right that's one part that's one layer to this but you know sony's like buying everything these days do we? Do you want to get to that? Uh, do you want to get to the main topic, or do you, is there something else you want to add now? <laughs> Actually, I'll I'll have one quick one. Since I was watching those dubs that just went on Crunchyroll and stuff like that, older dubs, they're still doing the same thing as they do for their new dubs, and it just made me think of the one hundred percent manga and the Tokyo Pop manga, the way they did it way back in the day, where it's like. Oh, we're giving you the experience, but you know all those sound effects? We may not translate all of them. So when I'm watching all these dubs, if they have like a title, like episode title, or certain things that they're showing us on the screen, they have no like subs for the English slates, which uh, Funimation used to do. So it's like you're getting the English dub, but you're not getting the full experience, which you would in the sub where they would sometimes translate important things on screen, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, I'm getting 100% anime, but not quite there. And so it's hopefully a, they still improve on that. And that was one I had mentioned before that it's I a, hope they actually go the Funimation model and not the Crunchyroll model because it feels like they're not putting in the effort in my mind when I'm watching these dubs. When you, when, and when, the other thing is they have the home video versions, but they're still using the um, TV versions. And some people on some shows may not like that. Well, I, I, you have me thinking just not seeing song translations when you say that and there is that too which they're doing and supposedly high dive and even funimation at some point they would have those in there and stuff like that oh no but i, I remember Crunchyroll's never remember done that. that 
I, I do remember it. There was like a golden era, I want to say like 12 years ago, where they were dubbing openings. Um, like officially, oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, that, like that, that, amazing. Yeah, no, I like it was, on, it was like, interesting yeah. at the time. I mean, I can, I, that was Funimation, yes. Like, I unfortunately, that too, a lot baskets. of them were done by Vic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but ignoring that, like, you know, um, it, I mean, I understand, like, it's a lot of effort for like very minimal, like, rewards, and now, like. There are so many like popular like um, song fan dubbers on YouTube. They don't have to. So like, I'm not saying you know they should get back to it because it's probably a waste of money from their perspective. Sad, but I get it. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Like what what they used to be willing and and excited well, to you, do. You, I, I mean, going back to Kenshin when they oh, dub. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first instances, for earlier instances. I'm not going to say first, because I'm pretty sure... There probably was else. earlier, but I, I mean, remember they dubbed Astro this Boy, boy. And, and I thought it was great <laughs> that they attempted it. They uh, attempted to do Sobakasu, yeah. or... Um, or, or uh, I forgot to ask some of the other names. Inuyasha, like, changed the world. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we can go on and on. But at, then at a point in the, uh, in the Kenshin DVDs... Mm-hmm. They stopped. They yeah. stopped because I think oh, yeah, somebody there's called. No, there's no official Heart of Soul of Sword English, is there? No, um, there isn't. Yeah, no, much, no, less, much, less, uh, fourth, uh, <laughs> much less. Much uh, less. Much less. Fourth Avenue Cafe, the, the, the yeah. Dark on Ciel song. Somebody called Dingo on all that. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot who, and it was. It's a well-known. I, I think it's a well-known artist. If memory serves me right, they called Dingo on on that on that whole thing, and they stopped it. And the English dubbers. Whoever, and I forgot off the top who they were, but they stopped doing it. But it was so much fun to listen to. And, and some of it, I think, was, yeah, the music rights people. I feel yeah. that's what put the kibosh on a lot of that. We could still get, like, okay, these are what the words, but that's the tough part about dubbing, right? If you that want happened. to do that. I mean, with well, the fifth One Piece opening, um, I didn't watch One Piece, but, like, I liked I like theme songs, um, so I know about it. Um, so it they couldn't get the rights for um, to dub the fifth opening, Um uh, Kokoro no Chizu, um, I think Map of the Heart or something like that, um, because of the the rights holders. Um, and I think they just, like, they did the next one, but then I think they eventually they stopped. So, like, mm-hmm. I think one kind of hiccup, at least for a long-running series, can kind of derail it for, yeah, for the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's just, it's a little, you understand, it's their right. Yeah. It's still, but still was fascinating. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, on the, on the Spotify list, on our on this on our on Anime Roundtable's Spotify list, I put two different versions of Plastic Love, the classic mm-hmm. the classic J-pop mm-hmm. tune, uh, city pop tune, right? The original by by Maria Takeuchi, and an English version, mm-hmm. which I thought was really well done. There are a couple really good English versions yes. of Plastic Love yes, out there. Yes, that, that out there. And then just for fun, just for fun, I know in, on YouTube, the and I refer to this as the uh, as the Miku equivalent <laughs> of, the, of, of Plastic Love because there is a, there's a song out there called Hi, uh, Highway Lover done by, oh, okay. by, done by um, I forgot her name. I forgot the, the Vocaloid's name. Magurne, I think is her name. There's an English like that, and the, this was performed during Miku Expo, uh, oh, cool. the Miku Expo concert last year, and it was my by far my favorite song. But there's been plenty of English dubs of of the mm-hmm. same song, which I thought was really cool. And hearing the English dub, I thought those were those were well done too. 
So it's, it's just, it, it, covers are always, I, I never have anything against. Because I think of them as, as, a, as, a, as a love letter to the original. Right? Maybe, could they be misinterpreted? Could it be a complete new, uh, a new interpretation? Absolutely. Because, but, but it's just interesting to see a new perspective. I think the, the, I guess, most iconic version of that would probably be the Sailor Moon opening because it's a different song, but it uses the same core melody. And I think that that's maybe a situation where it's interesting that um, the, the dub version is probably just as loved as the original. Like, I think it's probably relatively even, which I think is really cool. Like, um, Astro Boy like had an English version first, which I think is really cool. Um, and then uh, Tezuka like heard it and was like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's let's do an opening theme song. So like, you know, you could, you could say that like English versions have like a legacy even in the Japanese industry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all part of like, I guess, an interesting, like, you know, the perils of translating and localizing and, uh, you know, bringing things to a different audience in general. Mm hmm. Well, when you say translating, like, we, like, fandom, fandom got polarized at a point. Not, not, not totally polarized, but you certainly have your extremes. Extreme dubs. <laughs> Extreme subs. No in-between. It's just strange. It's just that we were so, per like, in the 90s, and this is to just end it off because I really do want to talk about <laughs> Sony trying to rule the world later on. In the 90s, in the aughts, we had, you had that segment of fandom. And, you know, this is where I try to distance mm -hmm. myself from, the, from, the old, from other parts of the old man anime fan, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who were absolutely into just the Japanese subs. The, the, but, fa the fan sub era. Yes. Well, in, in many well, respects. Before DVDs, you had to choose. Yeah. Before DVDs, you had to choose. But then, we've, in, the, in those years since, in the... 25 years, frankly speaking, <laughs> since. You know, the, the, um, another fandom has gone, has, has bubbled up to the surface that love, the, love English dubs and have made celebrities, rightfully or wrongfully, <laughs> of many in that industry. And they're, they're very much hyped in, into that. And, and there's, a, there's, there's and, and I think I'm coming back to Matt Alt yet again, there's a merit to that. Still wanting to enjoy anime, uncluttered screen, with an uncluttered screen, paying attention to the visuals. And the time lapse between them now is, it feels almost instantaneous compared to what we were used to. So I think that bridges the gap almost. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of hopefully Crunchyroll can figure out how to get all of the information that's on screen that they may want us to see to actually translate it properly and stuff like that, that they don't convey vocally and stuff like that. And that's... Well, I mean, I mean, we can go into the overlay thing that ADV once did too, mm -hmm. but that's another discussion altogether. Well, I was hearing supposedly a few weeks ago, someone was telling me that supposedly for um, people, I guess the newer generations and stuff like that, even though the English is the first language and stuff like that, they're watching a lot of their media closed captioned 
because they can't understand some English speakers. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they're watching. Just remember. Like, I, and it's, this is just live action, whatever, but they're just watching things closed captioned because they can't. And I'm, and I do just, that a lot. Believe and me I'm right. just like, is this How real many life? Times? Is this real life? How many times do I rewind 15 seconds? While watching yeah. something, just to, so I can, hey, did I miss something? I missed something. I, I missed something. <laughs> what did I miss? I'm, 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 I'm a fan of uh, described audio. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's just changes. Like I'm like, wow. It's like I figured I'd be using it later on, but it's like everyone's using it now. Like when they're younger, it's crazy. So I was thinking about it. Yeah, it's well. This is where we are. You think that's gonna make them better readers? Help my sister. I'll say that much. I don't know. It's okay. Helps people learn other languages. True. Well, not in my case. And I, and I will always acknowledge Amy's Japanese is probably better than my English. Okay. <laughs> so I heard that uh, Crunchyroll is continuing to get bigger. Is that Like I said, to they're out to, Sony is out to rule the world. Earlier yeah. this week. This a little is, vertical integration. Yeah, a little rule vertical the anime integration. World. Yeah. Well, I, I've been watching old wrestling matches with Sid Vicious. You'll get the reference, or maybe I'll put up at least one YouTube video. It's just the English world at the moment, before I guess they find uh, the other languages where they buy their anime, I guess. Yeah, okay, so how many saw this coming? How many saw Crunchyroll buying out right stuff this week? I don't think no one saw that one, to be completely honest. Mm -mm. Yeah, I did not expect that to happen So. And there's a bunch of angles we can take on this one, and we'll try and take a, a few. They already had basically the store for Funimation for Crunchyroll that was basically merged uh, together and stuff like that. Obviously, Right Stuff has a bigger reach and stuff like that compared to those stores and stuff like that. But I think, where did they say, like they're being put into the, like this other division and stuff like that, like this kind of feels almost experimental division and stuff like that. And I guess that's where the stores are in. So it's like future projects or future what acquisitions or whatever it was that isn't on the streaming or the content angle. So it's interesting to see how this is going to play out. And then some people have said also that streaming is on the downturn. We've seen Netflix, we've seen their earnings and things like that. So probably they're looking at those other things and say, okay, let's lock down certain things like the merchandising and the physical stuff and things like that. And they have had a good relationship, obviously, with Right Stuff. And there were conversations, obviously, behind the scenes between Sean Kleckner and the people at Crunchyroll. And probably those conversations continued and probably they made him a deal he couldn't refuse and stuff like that. (laughs) Because he obviously wasn't getting the money Time Warner was getting to pay off their debts. He wasn't getting a billion dollars, but he probably got a very nice sum of money that made him say, you know what, I think it's time and stuff like that, that he probably never would have got at any point in the future. I mean, you had me think when you said saying, okay, the streaming's going down, back to the whole notion of the media mix that we just talked about about oh, 15 minutes ago. Yeah, you got locking, down their part, locking down that part of it, the parts that they really hadn't to this point. Yeah, and they got to diversify their revenue streams, right? They got to diversify whatever they can get from the anime pillar. And so then we talked about maturing. Ro- bleed that rock dry, right? <laughs> yeah, maturing uh, viewership of how many people they can get to actually subscribe. And we talked about, well, we didn't talk about the 
Crunchyroll in certain regions, right? They lowered uh, their prices and stuff like that. Yes, because we, they only had so up. many. That was yeah. brought up. Uh, I think we brought it up briefly during the Anime North mm-hmm. episode too. It was pretty much every non-Western, non-Western country, every non-European countries that speak English well, like developing countries. That they're doing more dubs and they're starting to get more anime to those regions and stuff like that. So there's only so much growth. And stuff it makes like sense that. in that mm-hmm. realm because obviously why discount it for us? Makes no sense to do that. Let's be honest. Well, see, I would have taken the I would have taken the the news if it meant uh, uh, offline watt viewing too. Oh yeah, it's not happening. Well, would it, wouldn't it have been nice? I'm just saying that. Yeah, that that's that's part of their Q1 of. Well, the, well, the, well, that could, that, well I mean, that could be their version of uh, of password sharing, right? Exactly. It's make a, make a cut. Well, it is. It's their attempt at it. Yeah. Actually, you want to know what? I just found out uh, where they're joining now. So Terry Lee is a part of Crunchyroll's emerging businesses organization. So this is that's where, this the is division, the basically. They're that, the kind of part, which I'm guessing is where the stores and that are businesses. at too. Mm-hmm. Is that like other than their merchandising? Is there something else that's emerging from that business? Basically, I would envision that as the store, the stuff that's not part of their core business. Yeah, it's not part of the core, like the so, streaming and the creating the Blu-rays and the production and stuff like that is their core so business. It can literally be anything, like right? Yeah, it could be. Like he can do pharmaceuticals, you know, <laughs> some R and D maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, Sony will. Who knows what else Sony will get into in the near future? It's designer Eva Pill or something. Okay, so where do we want to go with this one in the in the in the next little bit that we're going to talk about it? There were a few that we've seen online. I know one of them is one uh, product line has uh, disappeared. Well, from let's, right let's stuff, go. Let's go to that. Instant. Let's go to that a bit it later. Uh, let's go to you that. Don't want to talk I mean, about it, the plot? not not yet. Not no yet. No more plot. Not yet. Uh. Not yet. Because, it, and it, let's face it, it's so episode 69 appropriate. But, I, I know we, why and not, I know. Mike? Why not? No, no, I, I, because there's other parts I want to flesh out before we go there. There's a, there's a couple of other parts I want to ask about before we go there. Because this is, that part is, I know is going to dominate. What about uh, Nozomi Entertainment? Basically for the Kickstarter and all that stuff, they kind of admitted and said, guess what? That is a part of the acquisition, just like the critical mass, but we'll talk about that later. But the Nozomi stuff, they said, the Kickstarter for Dirty Pair is still going to go on. We're still going to get our stuff. It's still going to come through as it should. All the other stuff is going to stay as is. And people, now, I don't know why they still keep confusing it, but Gundam, all those Gundam properties and all that stuff... Nozomi is releasing them, or Right Stuff is releasing them, but they don't own any yeah. of those rights. Sunrise is it was basically just, yeah, the licensor, yeah. and they're distributing it. So that yeah. will be interesting to see if Sunrise sticks with them or decides to go with someone else uh, in a few years. Well, there's Probably. almost nothing left at this point, mm-hmm. except for like the brand new show. And even then, the brand new show doesn't necessarily... Well, maybe Sunrise will handle this differently, but they did allow... Funimation to license Iron Blooded Orphans, so yeah, that's why it's still on Netflix, right? Yeah, probably, but like almost all of the old stuff's out. Yeah, I thought they got through most of it, but you never know. There's probably a few that we might have missed. Yeah, like G Savior. <laughs> no, that's not coming out. Prove me wrong, Sean. We, all, we also have some Macross stuff coming out too, as you may remember. 
Yeah, and that's something else altogether. Yeah, but like that's all that's coming out except for like the stuff that's tied to Harmony Gold. Like, do you remember Love? The original and the OG for that. Well, the original already came out, right? Well, it, it's I think the I think that's out of print. The original Macross series is once again out of print officially. I guess even uh, though we're talking about in the future, I, I guess we should say, is Please Teacher safe enough for Crunchyroll Sony? Wow, See, that's a good thing. That is, uh, I'd say, a very See, interesting question. Good thing question. I finally repurchased Please Teacher and unfortunately Please Twins during, <laughs> the, <laughs> during the last. I had to purchase sale. them together because it was that good of a deal. I, was, I actually debated not purchasing Please Twins, but I was like, ah, you know what? Fine. Like, it's. Only like twenty bucks US or a little less because I bought it as a bundle, so I was like, "Fine, okay." Funny well, enough, I sold that Please Twins box by itself. Just the box. Nomonochi. I know just I brought that up box. in the past. Yes, but. I know, but you still and you still take so much pride in managing to do so. Well, yeah, it boxes, sounds like anyway. Huge, no, it was just it was in my no, room no. for years but because the thing was was that I. The initial DVD set of Please Twins that I had, there was actually a rip on the box, and then. I, I don't know. I don't even remember how I procured the other box, but I did. And when I sold my Please Twins DVD set, I got, I, you know, gave the the box with a slight rip on it. So then I had a clean box left, but then I just never knew what to do with it. Because I figured with the Blu-ray release, it wasn't going to fit because there's going to be an extra space. So it just sat in my room for years. And then I thought, you know, I'll put up for five bucks. You never know. And... Believe it or not, somebody bought it. And I know that person does buy a lot of older DVDs and TV series. So, thank you. I, you do well, know I was reading a thing, Kevin. People supposedly are buying empty Tiffany boxes. And they've just gotten them for free and are selling them to people. Yeah. People will buy anything. Well, it's yeah, crazy. you know and, there's also a big market on Apple product boxes, too. I remember the BTS McDonald's stuff? People were buying them. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but it's uh, to Mine your was point. a bit too lightly soiled, or else I would have actually <laughs> tried. So it was with uh, like, you know with oil, not not semen. Come on. Well, <laughs> 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 but, but to your point, Mo, like he kind of uh, highlighted the idea. It's just box art is sometimes still tends to be a thing. LP. LP art. Yeah, LP art. LP art, record, yeah. record art, Laserdisc art can still be a thing. Oh, Laserdisc was awesome. Funny that enough, um, you remember when during the singles era they would do the, the box set yeah. at volume one or two or sometimes yes. six? <laughs> sometimes one, one. So <laughs> it was so dicky to do it at two. So interestingly enough, I was looking up prices for Hellgirl season one. Oh. Because that never came out on Blu ray because I think it's just an old DigiPaint show. So that. It wasn't, and all the others are just on DVD as well. It was mm -hmm. released by uh, Sentai and stuff like that for the other seasons. Because I don't think Sentai ever picked season one back up because Funimation still had had it, it at the time. Still yeah, so if you buy those complete collections of the of Hellgirl, where it's just like everything in a smaller box, those go for like you know seventy to ninety bucks on average. But if you still have the singles release of Hellgirl, I've seen those go for two hundred bucks. Like so, basically at retail price, not bad, bad. not bad, because you know it looks better. Maybe I should do some digging in the uh, vault again. <laughs> you know, in, in Hellgirl, it's a special case because it never got a Blu-ray release, whereas most of those other shows that Funimation put out did. So it you know your mileage may vary. My yeah. 
Yeah, there's still some, I guess, in the Genion era and stuff like that that are similar feels. Like on Kutsuo. That was a nice box. I still have that DVD box set, actually. Because that I also don't think ever got a Blu-ray release, unfortunately. No, mm -hmm. it did not. Just like Last Exile, they were thinking about it, never did it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And Trigun as well, funny enough. Funny enough mm -hmm. at this point. So maybe that, who knows. Okay, can I go bring up an, a thought? And I'm wondering where this will go. What about Canada? What about Canada? What about yeah, us? what about Canada, right? <laughs> no, but remember, right stuff in the in just recently... Really, oh, yeah, like, the 250 shipping yeah, that's is it. gone. And, 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 now they had, at the end of the sale, I think, they did one week where if you did $350, they would do free shipping to Canada. So whether they do that in the future, but I know you had talked about, I don't think free shipping is coming back. I think the way the market is now, it's what it is. We're not going to see it. And I think the U.S., their shipping is going to go up for free shipping tiers. Because the cost is only going up. Yeah, it's just, it just has me wondering about the whole underserved in Canada bit. And so what now in, on, on that angle? It, nothing changes? I think nothing changes. I think everyone's going to see the so, real cost of shipping, which some people, it, it opens some eyes, to say the least. Yeah, yeah so man, the climate's on screen that shelf for us, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, once again, the spoiled brats line, right? Well, it just means that we have to, like... Send everything to Stalin Express or cross-border pickups. Basically a proxy. Then, <laughs> basically your proxies, and right? And have them bring it across. And it's even then, it'll still be cheaper than buying it at Canadian retailers most of the time. But then for some people, you still have to get to those locations and stuff like that or get to those pickup points and stuff like that. Yes. And some of them may even have to then, once they get across the bar, maybe ship to a certain location. So it's like, yes. it's, it's a cost benefit. That, I don't know if I want to do that. That cost benefit is analysis. generally feasible for people that live in the greater Vancouver or Toronto area and possibly Montreal. Because then with cross-border pickups, you know, they're based in Mississauga. So you can just go and pick up and, there. But otherwise, yes, it is as James says. Yeah, cross-border pickups. I think they're present. One of their offices is like near the airport. Although that's kind of irrelevant, right? Yeah, it's like near but like Dixie and Matheson or something. Yeah, like that's that. a, that's that's not too far from the airport. Uh, the airport would be another ten-minute drive. So it's surround. It, it kind of circles the area. All right. I, I mean, as I said, this is one of those stories we got to keep keeping up with. You know, it's. I was incensed when they took out free shipping because. And this is my fault. I procrastinated on a big right stuff order at the time. I remember we were we were all there. <laughs> yes. just, that's right because the, no, the notification because, on your phone. No, your yeah, that was huh? yeah, that's right because it was a, we found out about it during the during the vault dive. Yeah, and yeah, when we when we <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see it in real time, Kevin's face. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. I swear to God, it's like someone just told him his kid died or something. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kevin, when are you moving to the States to become an American citizen? Well, who knows? Because like, I was picking up a lot of manga. I was going to place a big yen press order. like, And there wasn't even a yen press sale. It was because like, they had a coupon that I could have used that would have pushed it to beyond 30% off U.S. cover price, which meant even after tax and conversion, I would have still been saving versus Indigo. Mm -hmm. So... I like, you know, procrastinate for a few days and then poof, the free shipping left and poof, my happiness as well during that day. <laughs> and it was kind that of was like this announcement. It just happened. And then it, it, that's it. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to do this in a few days. It just kind of happened. Like I understand them not announcing the decrease in 
the sale decrease because remember it was used to be 25 off but now it's only 20 off on right stuff or just general discounts that they provide like fine i understand not doing that but oh man and that's that's probably going to continue i think is that with this change i know um for what was and this was before Sony and Crunchyroll move. Sorry, not Sony and Crunchyroll, um, Funimation and Crunchyroll. It's all the same family. Is that well? I know, right? The basically the products on Right Stuff and other retailers for Funimation, they stopped getting the discounts like the other um, distributors, like Sentai, like Discotech, and the others. And the others, they were doing higher prices even on the sales for what they were selling. And I wonder if that's going to come to fruition, so to speak, for all the manga and other uh, Blu-rays and DVDs or what have you from other uh, companies and stuff like that. If they're going to say, you know what, we're not going to do as much of a discount or as much on the sales. We're going to do a lower amount because I think people will still buy at it. Yeah. This is... Well, those are part of the questions that are about to come out. I mean, what if one of the biggest publishers, the biggest names in anime, like producer, streamer, now they, they now they take up uh, probably the single biggest retail space, arguably the single biggest re- dedicated retail space. Probably there isn't much of an argument there, at least in North America. And they built their channels and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Sean, then, I mean, doing that, I mean, stuff like that, they started in Iowa, which is a good crossroads to get things out to different parts of the states. And then they built it up and they've actually gotten probably a decent amount from the international market too, I guess as well in Canada because of the free shipping. Yeah. But it's happened, but I guess there's some collateral now we have to talk about. Yes. In the process, it sounds like the, the mature lines the adult lines. They called it erotica, I believe. <laughs> That's uh, the term they used in the in a lot of the releases. And it's weird because it's just went poof and it disappeared the day of the announcement. And so erotica, it did mean all the hentai for manga and Blu-rays and DVDs. But I know over the last year, they've had kind of an algorithm. So certain things became mature, almost like they were like hentai and stuff like that, like redo of healer and other things. Oh, the really and risque so stuff. The really risque stuff. Porn, yes. Yeah. So those also disappeared from the site immediately. Now, the other interesting thing is, don't worry, there's still family-friendly fare you can show to your family at Christmas, just like Kevin. And I want to let you know, Violence <laughs> Jack is on there. You can show it to the whole family on Christmas. It'll be kind of just like Die Hard 2 almost, I well, think. Because wow. Violence Jack is not erotica. It's just violent but there's a lot of other violence is there's there's a, a lot, lot of other stuff, stuff from yeah, but we all know yeah we can show like heads and limbs getting cut up but no we can't have two boys kiss or no we can't have the nipple slip or no we can't have a phallic object <clears throat> and there in was the, in the flesh so there was a lot of talk is. that's for sure like i know jacob from faku had a few things to say and he said, like, this was their biggest account. And the big thing, yes, it wasn't front and center on right stuff and things like that. But people would mix in their items, right? The regular items and maybe the risque items. Yeah, that, so that was would me. help them out. And that would that help was them me. Out. And, you know, fun, and just before I elaborate oh. on that point, uh, shortly after Jacob tweeted that out, uh, Bob from Robert's Anime Corner Store was saying, hey, uh, I can help you get, pick up some of that slack. 
No, yeah, I, I heard a few of those yeah. from Robert wow, They still exist. They're, yep. He's and still guess what? On. This, the website still is still the same as it was in the early 2000s. Yeah, that and like CNL just, they look like they're from the late 90s still. Well, okay, let's... Prep- you know what's funny though? The one that didn't survive, which kind of started to go big, but didn't was, remember Anime Nation in Florida and the oh, Ask yeah. John? And remember they actually released DVDs. They had uh, Haru and Goo and Miami Guns and yes. stuff like that. So it would have been funny to see if they had been able to continue on if they could. I think they briefly had a podcast. I completely they forgot about Haru and Goo. Yeah. That was like the one good show they had. And I, I, I think to they see had if a, they could grow like yeah. um, right stuff, right? Because they they had their own between. I think point. they even had a podcast briefly too. Okay, let's preface this just to just to put this further into perspective. Justin Savakis' uh, tweets in relation to this topic, right? People speculating why hen, right stuff is removing all their hentai before selling to CR have to understand no multinational company wants to be seen directly participating in the porn market ever toxic to shareholders governments even credit card processors this isn't even a moral thing it's an appearance slash political thing this is a and the and the thread goes a for a little bit, but that's and just... some of it involves, as we know, that some of it is maybe ties to organized crime and all these. There's many appearance things that does not look good, and shareholders will definitely bail, and it will affect them and stuff like and that. We're and we're talking so Sony, and we have to remember they were all public, and then remember right stuff under Sean Kleckner was a private company and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there was the big difference. The other thing we can say, actually, since we haven't mentioned, is Yes, Critical Mass was also jettisoned along with the Erotica line. So basically, they've sent it to this place called the Uro Anime uh, Store. And uh, I guess Wendy was the name. But all we have now is an FAQs. They said they will get the site up hopefully within the next few weeks. All the orders of Erotica that had previously been made by uh, people on right stuff is now going to be done through them so they will still get their items it's just going to be coming from beautiful las vegas supposedly because that's where they're based hey that's a it's just a shell company well, that sean set up well, so you think you it, they still something. own it and it's not because they made it sound like maybe they had worked with right stuff and stuff like that it through distribution shells all this other stuff and they had this opportunity to buy this line so or it could very well just be that sony does own it but they need to obfuscate the books and the chain and the pathways enough that it's hard to trace it back to them because as justin yeah, stated Lots of multinational corporations. No, they have do. smaller shell companies and yeah. other things that are, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it they, could be that, but it's hard to tell. And that's, and that's the, the idea, that's, is it not? <clears throat> but the thing is with Jacob, as he said, this is the thing. They don't mind. They're going to probably be on Eurostar and stuff like that, but it's not going to have the reach they used to have. And that's yeah, the big killer thing time. at the end of the day. It takes time to build that up. Because mm-hmm. you, you have to order it all together, right? And that's the big thing from the one store that's just dealing in one product. Which likely store. won't give me free shipping. And even then, <laughs> even I can't buy $300 worth of Aero Manga at once, you know, because I already have a good chunk of it at this point. There's only so many new titles I can put out. But it sounds like, yeah, they're going to be the distribution for the Hentai Uro anime store. And they're also taking on Critical Mass, so any re-releases will be done through them. And I guess anything that 
tickles their fancy just like uh, interspecies it's, reviewers had, remember? It's frustrating because Faku Manga during the twice a year right stuff sales was the cheapest way for Canadians to buy Aero Manga. And the crazy thing was they were actually giving good, like $5 off the cover price yeah. and all that other stuff. It so was it like, was a really good deal. It was deal. like 5 to $6 off the U.S. cover price because I'll tell you kids right now. So <laughs> it's $20 U.S. for a Faku manga. At Indigo, yes, Indigo does sell Faku manga. And it it's is under twenty-eight Denpai. to tw- and it's under Denpa. Funny enough, it's twenty-eight to twenty-nine dollars Canadian, which goes about right for exchange and that's, stuff. No, like that's that. more. That's wait, yeah, it's about right actually. So, but I can't change. Yes, I understand. So, <laughs> it's like that price can't be beat. And now, like you don't even have free shipping, and you know, fine, you can you can use proxies to circumnavigate that and pay just a little more but but now it's not even going to be on right stuff proper so it's just a lot harder for the horny individual to make smaller purchases like unless you're just starting out how can you possibly spend 300 to 350 dollars in pornography well i shouldn't say that because i saw that i saw the i, I thought man. i thought Faku was a life brand as they say given what you see what they say sell. that <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is remember japanese quality manga they're the only ones that do it trust me oh not anymore the, actually oh not anymore j18 really? is starting to uh broaden their presence okay here and they've been putting out good stuff like they're getting a lot of um forgot doujin stuff i think I feel th- like. they they start off publishing primarily doujinshi mm-hmm. and okay then let's also make sure people are aware a lot of a lot of people intermix doujinshi with like serialized formally published arrow manga they're not the same it stop was- calling regular hentai comics doujinshi because those are those are published by actual companies. Dojinshi is fan published. I hate when people do this. Professional versus amateur. Right? Yes, that's mm-hmm. the delineation, or not delineation. That's the difference. But in any case, the J eighteen publishes Dojinshi, but they've started publishing Arrow Manga by I don't remember who the is it Cheese something. I remember that one was a professional one. Oh, I'm trying to remember who the the company that they have a relationship with now, but. It's one of the remaining big publishers in Japan that does publish a lot of H manga. So they've been publishing like Muramata's Secret and they've been publishing, um, I think it's I Love You by Jirori, who's, a, who's really big on the wholesome H manga scene and just a lot of stuff from artists that I used to read like 15 years ago, but then never thought they would come out here because the companies here just couldn't establish the... Relationships, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm I'm in big trouble because there's a there's a lot of stuff that they could potentially get. And I'm like, mm, this is not good for my wallet. But and they I are thought, a lot more expensive. Like the books start at 25, and some and of for them. Sure, and I saw some of them. US. They're limited limited editions as well, so yes. a limited number and things like that. I've seen, but so they I've, definitely have the quality. I've heard, but like, and they sell it on right stuff pretty quickly. Like they'll still be available on J18's website, but then for whatever reason, Right Stuff can't procure any more copies. So they'll just mark it as no longer available. So then 
I have to get friends in the States to bail me out sometimes in that regard because I'm not risking my stuff getting confiscated by CBSA. And that's the other thing. So are they walking the pornography across the border oh, for you there? Because with right stuff, like 98 <laughs> times out of 100, they don't open your packages anymore because all that stuff's pre-cleared. That was the other big advantage of ordering like pornographic material from right stuff. It was pre-cleared. So then because we paid have, our taxes and everything. Yeah, so you didn't have to worry about like the CBSA officers are stealing your hentai anime. Because let, uh, let's be real, like they definitely steal that stuff. <laughs> Just add more to their collection. Yeah, and now like you don't have that guarantee with Arrow Anime Store, and you don't, and J Team doesn't have that. So, and remember, in Canada, our threshold for getting taxed by a company is twenty dollars Canadian. $20. The USA's threshold for importing is $800 US. We're $20 fucking dollars Canadian. It's like a new $2 American. No, it's like $16. <laughs> but I was about to say, I think they raised yeah. it a bit with that. Uh, no, they haven't. Thing. No, they haven't. I thought they raised it a tiny bit, but not much to say the least. Log, it matters. <laughs> One book is already 20 bucks US. <laughs> So there's you're not gonna buy. You're not gonna spend all that shipping just to pay, buy one book. You might as well, like, go to Indigo or pay the overpriced prices at the beguiling for the H bomb because they do it because they can. Not that I blame them. The question is, can nothing, it still get across personal, the border from your yep. friend? Because I still think they would still maybe check personal packages too no, sometimes, so, right? So the thing is, I've already did all the research on this. So. Yes, speaking from experience. Folks. Yes, I am. He I am speaking, speaking from experience. From experience. Gifts. The, the threshold is $60 per item. So on the customs form, each item does have to be marked separately. So if you say if you're buying $80 worth of H manga, you, you better make sure you, the person helping you out doesn't just mark the package as 80 bucks and calls a day. No, that's when your stuff's going to get opened. You'll be taxed on the $20, but then you risk CBSA opening your packaging package up. And if you bought like, I don't know if you bought something that had rape in it or furry or so basically or, anything or anything that is like banned according to CBSA's standards, then you're not getting that back. And or like or or you can go knock, through the pain of, door or something or you go through the pain of going through the peel process and good luck with that. Because nobody got you're going to be on that. the list, huh? Oh god. <laughs> so because I'll tell you, I I had love selection confiscated by CBSA. Like years and years ago, this is when uh, I think who popped that out. I don't remember. It was one of the ones that are defunct now. Is it Arrow's Comics? Could or be. Or was it uh, Digital Manga's? It was not DMP. Um, not DMP. It was not because DMP. I know I got all mine that came through their Kickstarters and stuff like that, and they had one that was uh, pretty sure it was Arrow's Comics. And I was I, at this like university me was so incensed because I'm like, what do you mean they confiscate? They already. Like, they already took out the lolly chapter, so that wasn't even in the English release because, you know, you can't have lolly, right? Understandable. And yeah. I was like, but they took out the lolly. Why would they, like, confiscate it still? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it still had a, a chapter with rape in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, rape is banned. I forgot about that. And that just shows you how desensitized you can be sometimes to things. But mm -hmm. it's... Like, because of that, like, I made doubly sure whenever I do these kinds of things to, like make sure my stuff gets through. So if I buy like three books, I actually have to request my friend to, 
make, make sure you mark everything separately. Like say book, $15, book, $20. I don't know what else to add. And then the real question is, do they look at the cover? Well, your friend. Oh, he, he's cultured too. It's <laughs> he's oh, cultured yeah, too. Okay. okay. So it's all part of a, it's an underground group. Huh? You're a good man, Burb. If you ever do listen to this, probably not. It's fetishrific though. <laughs> uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that part with critical mass and the Euro, how it goes forward and stuff like that. It's probably going to change the game because they were the biggest show in town, as they said. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the topic of mass conglomerates and what have you. When, when, when I heard this part of the story, and I talked with, about this part with uh, James and Kevin over the phone last night, mm-hmm. right, as we were prepping this mm-hmm. show... One name came to mind in Japan, to me, and I, it's probably an, ultimately an apples and oranges part, but I want to at least bring it up here and see what, what else we know. Digital Media Mart, DMM. Who is DMM? Digital Media Mart. Yeah, they're, they're, they're <laughs> big com- they are a big company, I know, in, in Japan. Electronic Commerce. Online, online shopping video on demand service. They, I think they've had office. They have... Uh, they use those communal offices. I mean, I think there was a whole episode of Document 72 Hours done at one of those um, those offices. You know those offices that where entrepreneurs sometimes just go rent out, uh, borrow like, spaces? Like WeWorks. Yeah, like WeWorks. Mm-hmm. It was run by that. And I, it, it, I think it was run by DMM. But they started off as a company that distributed porn. They they branched out to a bunch of other stuff. But... It was never, like the link was, the link was never, was never really hidden. That's the thing. That's the part that kind of interest, fascinated me because in many respects, like when you look at history and, and, and adoption of most medias, you can make this argument that adult content is what sometimes drives each version early on. Videotape, DVD. Internet. Internet. AVR. So has that stopped with streaming then? They're still very much in the business by all accounts. Like, uh, like I mean, and, and the thing is the links, maybe once, you, once again, a bunch of shell companies perhaps, but nobody denies, it doesn't seem like there seems to be any denial of the link. I guess it's, di- as I said to you, my different business cultures between Asia and then North America, That's Europe and stuff like that. And it's more toxic over here as Justin Saveka said and how, I've seen it to be, especially if they're publicly traded. That's the key thing. And that's, and that's why most of them here are private organizations yes, and, and stuff and, like and, that. And to and your point. And, to and different your point. numbered companies, so and, to speak. And, and, to fall, and to end it off, yes, looking it up, it, it looks like DMM is private on top of mm. all that. So, But, there, but, it, it, but that's, that's the closest parallel I could think of to what, what, what Justin Savakis wrote. So maybe it is in the end an apples and oranges in that sense. But that's what caught my attention. That's one little nugget that caught my attention because mm-hmm. the thing is D- DMM since has, has dabbles in a lot of other stuff. Uh, as I said, online shopping, video on demand, mobile video games. Are they big? They're not Sounds big. like they are. Let's see, net income three three point four eight billion yen, but that's of twenty as of twenty fourteen. 
So various, uh, very they've acquired various streaming services. Just looking at some of the wiki, uh, wiki stuff, they they have a they have a small portfolio of games, which which probably have a bit of a cult following. But they've also uh, they've also been in other other uh, businesses, solar panel business apparently, among other things. And I think we have seen them on some production Three. committees and stuff like that for certain anime in recent years and things like that too. So they definitely have a branch out in different things like many conglomerates in Japan. Mm-hmm. MVNO service. So they're in mobile. Cloud sourcing. So yeah, uh, guy, uh, partnership with Gaijin Entertainment to assist in the localization of War Thunder. Became owner of a Belgian first division A club. What? So they're... <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, as of 2017 so yeah they're they're in a bunch of things right so is this like a money laundering thing like what's going on here so there's like a lot of pots yeah it's a lot of pots but uh, but companies like this tend to be in a lot tend to do this right a little bit about uh, as we said with the right stuff and uh cruncher roll uh, deal diversify uh, your investment oh, right right revenue streams yeah, well, going back to that, but boy, sometimes you can really go across the board. We remember, we're wondering if, if Sony makes a move on Square Enix at a point, will they want to get into publishing? Maybe. Maybe. Because that's yet another thing to Maybe because another. that's yet another thing to try and diversify. Although, it's, uh, although uh, it always comes down to money. No, I'm not going to use the line. <laughs> oh, dog, dog, buddy. Yay. Well, I wasn't going to use it. Was it the so, Wu-Tang Clan, your friends from there? <laughs> so I just tried to Google it. What sort of club was surprising that they're involved in? Huh? Club? Football Sports club. club. Oh, Sports okay. club. A, a, a soccer team. Oh, okay. yeah. And those the are soccer expensive. Team. Soccer team in Europe. Soccer teams are German? soccer teams. Especially Series 1. Yeah, <laughs> Serie A. Uh, but this is, uh, this is first of, uh, Belgian First Division. Uh, and I don't know if it's... It might not be the top flight. I don't think it's the top flight, but nonetheless. Hey, all it takes is one Ted Lasso, and that team's going to the top. <laughs> just mm-hmm. so you know. But, you know, and, we, and there has been that wave of Middle East, Asian, uh, Middle Eastern and Asia conglomerates taking, taking European teams. And we've seen in England, too, for the Premier League, some of the lower division ones, and then working their way up to the Premier League, too. Mm-hmm. So it can happen. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, as I said, this it's is like, just... It's the, like Pokemons, you know? They, they catch a level two, you know, um, I don't know my Pokemon shit. Rattata okay, go, go, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Do you mean a Pikachu? You know anyway. what? You know what I was thinking so, no, Mike. Oh. Oh, well, but, but that's what came up. And I, I know maybe that's an apples and oranges, but that's just something that came into my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, you don't have to add anything else, but just one, one other. That, that's just what came into my mind on, on the whole thing. So maybe maybe my, my mind is in the gutter at times too. Before we end this off though, and then we'll see what Kevin's been working on over the last oh, hour and a half. I'm while distracted we're at times. Yes, and well, in the middle of distractions. I was going to give one more point to you there, Mike. Okay, well, go to your point, and then I'll... I was going to say, I was thinking when we talked about critical mass, all these things, I'm thinking, man, another end of the era because making us feel old, the holy trinity of way back when... Anime 18, Kitty Media, and then Critical Mass Video. What about Soft where they are now? What, what about, about Adult Source Media? What about Soft Cell? I feel, I know they Soft were, Cell was they ADV, were but kind it, of there for ADV, but they kind of gave, it feels like yeah, they, they just weren't, gave they, up and then they brought back and then gave up again. That was the one I'm surprised Redo of Healer didn't end up there instead of uh, Made in Japan. They probably just felt no need to bring that label back. But it, it's interesting how it's like, 
end of the era stuff like that because all they've done is just re-release, re-release. And as you said about uh, John being at Anime North, suppose that, yes, they do bring porn to Blu-ray. And they anime porn to Blu-ray and they sell it. And that's sometimes. what they do, one a month sometimes, they said. So somehow it still sells on multiple and formats. they're which is finally, they've been very slowly, they have slowly been obtaining the odd newer hentai OVA here and there that honestly, when they get it, it blows my mind. Like, I think like a few years ago, they they actually got Kanojo, Kanojo, Kanojo. And I thought, holy shit, like... I don't know how much he would have paid to get that because that's one of the really good ones. Okay. No, it'll be interesting to see how that changes but, uh, the market compared to what it used to be, especially in the era of streaming and the internet. As well, they let's said. first things first. Let's wait for the new website to fully function. Can I say? And on the topic of end of an era, can I save a word for Sean Kleckner? Because I mean, once again, coming back to Justin Sivekis's tweets over the last week concerning this he said i think it was yesterday or within the last 24 hours yeah it was yesterday mm -hmm. he just said now that the dust is beginning to settle i want to just say something about sean kleckner and there's another threat he's been at the he's known him for 24 25 years he's been at this for the better part of 35 years by yeah, all because they started out with telescopes and stuff like that with the friend that's no longer obviously uh with him in the partnership hence the and name stuff like hence that. the name right stuff yeah, because right. that was a reference to the probably the movie too yeah but, no that's what it was and so they've been at it as you said they did the catalogs they did everything before the internet business and all that and it uh, has been a long haul so that's why at some point, you have to have an exit strategy. And once you have those conversations, as we said before, I think it was a natural end. The question is, will Sean and a lot of the team stay on? That's the question mark for a lot of people. I think he'll stay on for a bit, but we'll see for With how all long. These because things, he is definitely not retirement age, as we would say in the business. Well, yeah, but boy, he's been at it for a while. But this might be the beginning of him riding off into the sunset. Yep, to me. a new chapter. Regard, regardless, say. regardless of what we think, how long we think he'll stay, this is like setting it up. And and to be fair, and to be you know, Kleckner. I mean, the only time I've ever interacted with him is if if I bought something off of him, maybe on eBay when he put something on eBay back mm -hmm. then, right? Mm -hmm. And he would at least you know, I you know, and and you're with a you end up interacting with an almost celebrity. In fandom, right? And I gave and I acknowledged, you know, are you the Sean Kleckner? And all he would do is smiley face in a reply. And it was just interesting because, you know, you don't see somebody like that at the time interact, or at least when I was younger, I was in a bit of awe of that. And sometimes he would interact with the customers, as he said, and things like that. And a lot of it is they were they had to grow the business. They were under tight margins. So whatever he got, he probably got for the blood, sweat, and tears equity he put into that business. And even on the Nozomi side, he got that blood, sweat, and tears because they have their prestige packaging and all that stuff. They do the older shows. And they have still went back and done some dubs, even though through Kickstarter, they let people know and say that it takes money to make these things and we don't have unlimited resources, right? Yeah, so I give him a little cre credit. Mm -hmm. and, and if you want to really be upset at that whole thing, 
Just remember, this is his baby, and this is his call. And, you know, maybe it was time to, for him to cash out to some degree. He, uh, and there has to be an exit strategy, as they say, whatever mm-hmm. that may be, because I've seen it on the other end where the business owner, right? They may die or something may happen, and then they don't have anyone to pick up the business back up, and then the business just dissolves into nothing and stuff like that. So sure. you have to have all these plans going forward yeah, and stuff I like mean, that. And sometimes it's earlier than you think and stuff like that. And this may be one of those things. And he's like, you know what? Now's the time. And mm-hmm. you got respected for that. And he wasn't getting billion dollars, but he at least got a nice share of what he put into that business, I bet, which is good for him. Yeah. So I saw a kind word for him. And uh, maybe this is his chance. Like, it sets it up. And to be fair... You know, and now that you mention all of these type of things, right? Sometimes you have to give up to the competition in many respects. And like, like this is almost unrelated, but when you, when we start, when you put it in those terms, I, you know what I thought of the restaurant chain, St. Hubert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Canadian restaurant. They're, they were, they're, they're, they Briefly, or in the 80s, were in, in Ontario, but they're mainly based in Quebec and Montreal. There was one on Queensway for like forever. Oh, yeah, until yeah, recently. Still, yeah. No, that's another story. That's a local story, but yeah. and maybe that's a, we can save that for, uh, the, for the food. For the French Swiss Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better choi- yeah. or, ter- uh, way to put it, yes, the French Swiss With their own sauce. With their own sauce, and I think better. But guess who they sold to a couple of years ago? Swiss Chalet, the Compare Company. Car, or what they're called, I think they're called Recipe now, but yeah, they oh, sold. Car they is sold, Recipe now. Yeah, that's, that's the company. That's and they the have Harvey's they too. So. Yeah, and they Harvey, uh, you know, Harvey's, you know, the, uh, well, the defunct free hamburger day, thanks, Anime <laughs> North. But yeah, this is, this is one of those things. And, and Cara Recipe, whatever you want to call, they want to maintain that brand. So, so to, to be fair to what happened there. And why it happened was because the family that ran that founded and ran Saint Hubert. There was nobody to eventually take it over, so this was the move, the decision they had to make. And in many respects, maybe that's that feeling is maybe at play here too. Wait, really, no one's gonna leave it down to at all ever, like or 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 or, or, ju- or just or just uh, or just get. Um, swept up in the wave that Sony swept up in the wave that uh, Sony has made. You must well just uh, become part of it, for better or worse. So, but once again, like maybe the 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 competition we're looking for isn't from somebody up and coming. It's from somebody almost as big. That's why the that's why when 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 we talked about the whole streaming thing last year. When uh, Crunchyroll, when Sony bought out Crunchyroll and then ultimately t- took out Funimation, uh, you know, merged it into Funimation, mm-hmm. and we kept saying, "Who else could possibly come?" Anime Tube, really? <laughs> but maybe as time has gone, and not necessarily not, not necessarily gone great, but maybe you could look at bigger companies, the Netflixes, the AMCs, who took over. Who took over the TV show? Sentai. Oh, Sentai. Yeah, yeah. Who's taking over Sentai? AMC, and yeah, yeah. AMC. Yes. Yeah, and then all these, but maybe smaller, smaller boutique streamers. But they've been bought out by large, by not Sony-sized companies, but still larger companies than that. 
I think you know the answer in your heart, Mike, and that is where Crunchyroll began. The pirates are going to be the ones to restart the the wheel, as they say. It's entirely possible. And I know you're trying to joke. I think you're kind of joking, I think, when you say that, but maybe that's where it could happen, too. Right? I mean, especially if you keep having manga up moments. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to let you know, Kevin, don't worry. It's going to be a family-friendly anime north and conventions going forward. It's just going to be censor bars everywhere. Okay. Just to pick your paper bag. But it's not anime north without four hours of gay sex 101 and impossible positions. Well, I mean. Can people wear jeans, do you think? That'll be anime north. Why not? That'll be the the alternative track that James won't be programming. All night. Okay. What the hell have you been working on the last hour and a half, Kevin? Can't so, wait to see this. Okay. Well, we'll leave it at 16 questions, but... Uh, 16, no, how many questions? How many questions did you create? We're an hour 34 in. Okay. You know, okay. This is episode 69, and in the spirit of episode 69, I figured we can do a little game of... Uh, Anime North Game Shows, please please pay attention. So Should they be paying attention? Gonna be, there's going to be a segment of titles or a segment of questions where you're going to have to uh, name that cultured title. And this can span anything from anime, manga, visual novels. Could I show these to younger family members or older family members my, or no? If they're over 18, yes, you can, James. My, 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 my simple <laughs> or if you're a degenerate. <laughs> my my simple fear already is, but believe what me, happened, like believe me, how um, the winner ends up looking. But uh, as so a lot of plot, right? As gotcha. uh, as a previous anime podcast, anime roundtable member once said, um, it is possible that if they're two years old, that they have not watched porn, but after the age of three, they're in. So. Which one is that? That's Anil. That was that was Adam. That's that was Adam. Well, we knew it was a flip of a coin. Okay. But realistically, like by the time they've hit twelve or thirteen, they've probably seen it already. But in any case, uh, this will require you all to not look at your devices because that would be cheating. Uh, I have the answer on this Kit Kat thing here. I know it's on there. Sixteen questions. Let's go. All right. So. These sets of questions, uh, you have. I'm going to give out four titles. This oh, is this how is the, this is how the format is going to work. I'm going to give out four titles, and you're going to have to identify which one is the cultured title. So multiple choice. So, this uh, is so I think I feel like Anime Man Wait, and a few other like, YouTubers have... have done stuff like this where they have the title, and, and he's they surprised them. And he's picked up a pen and paper. He's going to be keeping score here. Good Lord. I okay. just want to let you know when they did it on some of the YouTube channels, because a lot of them were ones I already remembered, it was a good thing. So are we doing English or Japanese titles? Because remember, they had some very interesting English titles, kind of um, to oomph them up, so to speak. Some, based on... Most of them are in English. Some of them are in Japanese. Okay. This is not going to go. This is going to end badly. I mean, if it's multiple question choice, is, I feel do like you know the milf and yeah, man, right. as they say? Okay, let's go. Let's go. We only Wait, have... All right. What's the order? How do we do it? Like, we just buzz in? Like, what's uh, No, you just... Every one of them... He'll go around the table. So, basically, you just Clockwise? say A, B, C, D. Like... Okay, All let's right. go. Okay. 
All right, so name. So basically, it's like you have to pick which one yeah, is like title cards and stuff. I guess is the is the before. No, you don't buzz in. It's just it's all you just pick. Yeah. yeah, it's just basically. But playing. what if I know the first one is definitely <laughs> the culture <laughs> title? As I said, what's this? What will this say about the winner? Okay, let's go. All right, so uh, question one: A. Naruto. <laughs> B. Bible Black. Yes, B. Let's C, just go B. Card Capture Sakura. D. Ocean Waves. Well, B. I think is well, our. Like, obviously, it's B. But boy, I'm. I'm, I'm What's I'm, the question? The sad part. Wh- which, which one? Which, which one of those four titles is the culture is title? The culture title. So, oh, quote, okay. Unquote. Well, I mean, you know, arguments can be made for for A. And <laughs> I was about to say at least in Dojin forms, but yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, D's pretty good too. You know, can't go wrong with C. Character capture sack is pretty cultured. Um, we all know it's B, right? Well, in the dark restless of the internet, yes. Yes, but, okay. <laughs> but uh, but which right, Bible so, black was it? We don't know. So uh, yeah, well, what is the, everyone deciding to pick then? Yeah, okay. I think we, we all went know. B. We, didn't we all we went B. B. All right, yeah, and yes, it's Bible point Black, of course. Okay, everyone. yeah, one point across the board, really. Just need to get that out of the way. We want to get that out of the way and just to get this concept going. Next question, please. That's like the, 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 the primer, you know? Now we're going Next to question. extra hard, right? <laughs> Next question, because it was... Question two. A, Bacano. B, Bleach. C, Takunomi. And D, Urotsuki Doji. Oh, the last one, D. It's D. It's D because it's we know D. the English. We know the English title. We know the English. But, uh, but then we're looking at. But when you look at these, you're also looking at some of the history. Uh, and in hindsight, it probably would have been better for you to, to mark your answers down, so there wouldn't yeah. be as much banter. But whatever. <laughs> well, Who yeah, cares? Well, I mean, we're here. We're this is. We're trying to help them to yeah. Amy and uh, and Mo. <laughs> Mo, sorry, Mo. I mean, I'm guessing when. Bleach is pretty cultured, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a second anime, right? I mean, they're, anime. they're bringing it back and everything, too. So that's okay, pretty, that's let's pretty continue. Good, but, uh, because, I mean, yeah, I just coast and say D. <laughs> <laughs> I coast and say D with us. I think, yeah. I think this is between me and, and James, yeah. I'm afraid. Which is not a good sign for either I mean, of us. I, I think things will only change when Mike and James have different answers to something. Yep. Yes. So yes. just to let you know, D was legended the Overfiend, and remember that was big in the UK and had yeah. issues and, and, over and, there and was brought out by Slackers. So yes, you can it, is the, it is the infamous and seminal uh, tentacle yeah. hentai. But yes, Seminole OVA is, series. But Seminole is the word. I mean, it's one of those benchmarks in, as I said, anime just like everything else has a for better or worse thing to it, right? And the manga did finally get published, courtesy okay. of Faku. But it, it, it was certainly very talked about. And once again, one of those rare insights at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, to apologies, insert actual culture here. Um, you know, the tentacle thing dates back to, like, um, the ukiyo prints. Yes. Like, mm. it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean they, there have actually been many talks a, actually on this manga and ukiyo so there's been some interesting mix in talks about and this. The, and this, so yeah. it's not, like, it, it brought the concept, probably, <laughs> into a more modern time. Question three, please. Alright. A. Wordsworth. B. Full Moon. C, Die Guard, or D, so I can't play H, or Etchy. <laughs> I think We're I looking. know. I think I know which one, but I could be very wrong. So I'll leave my answer. I'll say D 
because that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, I, I'm going to go with C. C seemed pretty cool. Because people have a variety, I'll say B. I'm going to say Wordsmith was A, right? No, Wordsworth, so we, we Wordsworth was A? Yeah, yeah I'll do A. I'll do A. Though. We're all different. That's yeah, cool. I'll do A. I'm now it's getting interesting. I think it was the correct. I'm surprised Mike answered incorrectly on this, actually. I thought no, it was I'm because I, I remember did. hearing it. To be honest, so maybe just, I'm like, relieved I did, Word, Wordsworth is the uh, 1999 hentai OVA that was usually... Like it was usually one of it was one of the better known hentai anime at the time in the early two thousands. Alongside Bible Black is the impression I got at least. Is it about when you, when you looked this up? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. It definitely. It's is like not. A, if I'm not mistaken, it's more of a fantasy work, but I mm-hmm. could be wrong on that. I didn't watch that one. Never hmm. got around to it. Okay, just trying to understand a little bit. Okay. Next question, please. You know, Mike, you're going to have to wash that laptop there. All right. Question four. A, Persona 4 Golden, the animation. (laughs) B, Ray, the animation. C, After, the animation. Or D, Gravity Days, the animation, Overture. I know this one, so I won't say anything. So we can give him the point already, okay, Kevin? I will say, but I, but I will say C. Yeah, I will say C already. I was gonna go with C, man. C's my C's my go-to. I'll say C. C is correct. C is correct. And after had two. It just sounded like it should be, and I don't know why I was thinking that. There's after and after something. So yes, after the animation is the 2007 hentai anime that was produced by MS Pictures and. Based off of the visual novel of the same thing, and which is which seems to be the ba- is, which seems to be the um, original work. Yes, for a lot and of it is yeah. it is a wholesome hentai, and it's popular because awesome. of its original <laughs> character designer, who is Tony Taka, or as my uh, one of my high school friends would famously say, it's Tony Hawk. Pro <laughs> 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 Skater Three. Uh, but yes, Tony Taka's art is amazing, and usually anything adapted, anything with his character designs usually does get a hentai adaptation, and his works have transcended hentai and are in uh, some other works, like the Shining series of video And games. I was saying he has done some other art books that aren't 18 plus as well, and he does some really great art, and some of them do. And Media Blasters did release the anime on Blu-ray last year, I, and I only found that out like an hour ago and I was shocked, so I'm gonna see if I can get that at some point. You should have went to the table there, you would have seen a lot. Yeah, I, sure. I didn't notice it when I walked by the table, unfortunately. Or maybe okay. they sold out, who knows. Alright, uh, question, Next was question. this five? That was four. Okay, yeah. so question five. Question five. A. Black Widow. B. Kimagure Orange Road. <laughs> C. Black Lion. Or D. Orange is the new black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with C on that one. I C <laughs> Amy? Yeah, I'll guess C as well to keep things even. James? What was the first two what choices? What was the first again? choice, actually? A is Black Widow, B is Kima Gray Orange Row. Yeah, I'm saying Black, C is Black Widow. I know it ain't B. It's I know it ain't B. So I'm going to say Black Widow. Black Widow, yes. And it is Black Widow, actually. I mean, that was half, half right. 
Or black half something. A point? <laughs> Even though, yes, we know about comics world I mean, and stuff I, like that. Yeah. I do feel at this point I might be playing to lose. I mean, not like I'm going to guess Orange is the New Black or Naruto, <laughs> but... <laughs> I just mean, there's, there's no chance I know any of these unless one of them is my lesbian experience with romance or with loneliness, um, which yeah. I guess doesn't count as a no, I, yeah. I, I don't count that as erotica, no. Okay. Like, because that, a lot that, of the depiction ones yeah, are yeah, personal are, stories, right? And, yeah, and, was, and yes, yeah. and I do make the delineation that it is it has to be like expressly a hentai or cultured series <laughs> that's because stuff by like Nagata Kabi I would not classify as erotica yeah mm -hmm. it's not meant to titillate people well if maybe it maybe it could for certain people <laughs> but but uh yeah and her work is amazing i must say let's go next question question six a boku no hero academia <laughs> b boku to kanojo no xxx c boku no pico or d boku wa imoto ni koi wo suru Wow, we're going Japanese. I mean, you know, C and D are kind of like the go-tos there, right? <laughs> I mean, I might, I might have to go D on that one, but C's, I mean, C's also good too. Okay, I'll go C then. Let's, let's, let's do C. <laughs> Wait, did you both go C? <laughs> what about you two? Uh, well, can I hear what C was again? I just want to hear what C was. I'm locking in my vote, my guess anyway. But yeah. C is Boku no Pico. I think C is the answer. Oh, wait, find it? Wait, I think uh, it actually uh, is. What, what, is your, what is your answer, Mike? It's different. It's B. I think it's C and, because I know only a certain because title. Like, and I'm, I'm, if it's what it's, I'm thinking, it's, just it's C. word recognition for it's me. C. But it's, I think it's, it's, it's C. I'm, I'm guessing B. I think it's C and because... And the answer is C. I knew it's the one. It's the one. I won't say what it was. I just want to let you guys know that, yes, I did know the answer was C and D. Boku to Kanajo no XXX is actually the Japanese name for the manga of You're in My Secret, which is not an H manga. Okay. Whereas Boku no Pico, yes, is that infamous uh, anime ser anime OVA about the guy trying to like have sex with the younger boy. Yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. Next question. And it had like two sequel series after that too. Oh my god! <laughs> One's like Pico, Pico and Chico, oh and there's like another one. <laughs> okay, let's go. You know, it's actually not. There was uh, two years ago. I. Some my friend was asking for anime recommendations, and I suggested Pokemon Pico, thinking that he probably knew I was joking. And, and in a week later, he's like, "Kevin, what the fuck did you make me watch?" I was like, "Shit, you actually watched?" Yeah, he was not happy with me for a week. Did he watch it with the family? I don't. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> oh god. Good lord. Next. I don't think we'll he did. To be we'll honest, we'll never get to question sixty-nine, Kevin. Come on. Sixteen. Questions, Sixteen. Question seven. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> A, Gaku in Heaven. B, No Money. C, Princess Princess. Or D, Free. Okay, I'm gonna switch it up this time. I'm gonna go with. Can I hear B? What was B again? <laughs> no Money. Yeah, I feel like No Money might be the answer. Okay. Amy, James. What was A? A was Gaku in Heaven. Sounds good too. Yeah. It, might, it might have been that one too. This is, is in. This is the anime. These oh, are all anime oh, in specific. Yeah, then, then I'll go B. B as well. It's definitely B. I was gonna go B as well. No oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going across the board. We all think it's B, but is it? 
It's probably B. I yes, think the it is one's B. Yeah. Uh, in this, oh, wow. in, if we're talking about the anime, that's why I had to add anime specifically because mm-hmm. uh, no money is also the English name for Okane Ganai, which is a uh, it is a BL manga that is explicit. Okay, an anime that is explicit. The Gaku in Heaven is anime is not explicit, but I believe the, the manga is a little more explicit little more, than the anime. The anime edgy. is more. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why I had to add that clarifier there because I had when I crafted the question I forgot that the manga adaptation the manga for because there's several different Gaku in Heaven manga and yes I believe those were more explicit but I don't know how much so because okay. I didn't read them I that's, only did watch the anime for Gaku in Heaven he he really is trying here let's go number eight number eight A take on me B mysterious girlfriend X C my boy, or D, Haru's curse. I'll start that off. I believe that the curse is probably the correct answer. I'm going with D. Okay. I hope it's B. Since I don't care, I'm just going to say B because it sounds like a cool thing. <laughs> okay. What was the, what's the title again of B? A Mysterious Girlfriend X. Okay. What was A again? Take on me. I'm going to just say A. I'm sure it's the song. I'm. <laughs> what was the third? What was the? Uh, what was D again? D is Haru's curse, and I'm gonna go there. All right, uh, but it's unfamiliar territory for me. The correct well, answer it. is A. Take Ooh. on me. Okay. Uh, take on me is also known as dominate me in the USA, but take on me is the original. That's, that's what I figured that they were going after the song. And, so uh, and is, that is the Arrow manga by Sesu Takemura. Fantastic. H manga that is long enough print here now. Uh, Mysterious Girlfriend X is about a it's it's like a romance series about a couple of high school students, but then I think the girl like there's this whole thing with drool in Mysterious Girlfriend X, but it's not like and that scissors. the mystery. I, I makes me I was wonder, just right? expecting like um, Rakesir X. Well, that <laughs> one was Kodansha okay. did that one. I let's, remember. Let's and, whereas my boy is about uh is about a. A woman and a young, a younger boy who slowly do develop a relationship, Uh-oh. but it's actually not. It's actually depicted as tastefully as, say, a Koi um, I, like, I thought it was similar to Koi very yes. tasteful. It just finished uh, the nine volume so run and stuff like yes. that from vertical and stuff like yes. that. But it is very tasteful and respectful, similar to Kawikaz, that I think some people could read it and not be offended. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I still need to buy that series. And I think given Kawikaz, I don't think it'll get an anime, but it's still, yeah. so, I think there's still artistic merit in it. It's not. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate to derail, but how do you make this tasteful? Like, is the younger person 18 or like what's going on here? Uh, I think it's an office worker, and I think the mm-hmm. boy. Boy is is she an office lady? I think. I guess so. Yeah. The, no, the boy he, is like like what thirteen, fourteen, or something. And that's the where you guys. How do it. you get this tasteful? It's it's done tastefully because it's not meant to titillate. It's not meant to. So <laughs> it's a tough oh, one. Oh, good. It's not porn grooming. It's just like regular <laughs> grooming. They want to be married normally, not with any sex scenes. And that's, that's, and that's why Koikaze had a lot of contentious thoughts back in the day. And and <laughs> and and Amy's reaction is very understandable. But no, it is. And, it is. And the other thing is like Koikaze. That's why it's surprising that it even got a release. In the North American English market back then, because it doesn't fe- it doesn't fetishize the subject material is what I'm getting at. Whereas a lot of anime that deals with incest now, like Ori emo and shit, like that stuff is like. Oh. <laughs> 
guess there are going to be some positive murder stories coming out soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what was that TV show called that seems to glamorize that a little bit? How to Get Away with Murder? No. No, it's the... The Punisher? Crap, what's the... It's like a husband and wife thing, I think. Oh, I was thinking Dexter, but no. Wait, can't be Dexter. Murder team? I, maybe, I don't remember. It was really popular, like, in the last two years. Okay. If it comes anyway, up all... We better get it straight. We better get through we'll this. We'll never leave this house. Because all right. we have to it's, finish it's up. It's probably getting even worse. <laughs> all right. You might want to put the ear on. How, how many more tasteful pedophilia do you have on your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. That's actually about it, actually. Okay. Let's keep going. Oh, okay, boy, let's get yeah. through this, because I, I know we're, we're, we're approaching the two-hour mark on this, so... All right. Question nine. Oh, my goodness. We're only on nine. A. High Q. B. Hagane no Renkinjutsushi. C. Henshin. D. High School DXD. I mean, I'm going C on that one, right? I, mean, I have to only say C, but that's the, just the only thing, name there that could just... Make yeah, it's, I, not that I even know. That's the thing. Yeah, now now I'm beginning... Now it's, yeah, it's just I'm now at this point where, okay, I have... This is Whip Van Winkle now. Can you please repeat <laughs> B and C? <laughs> B. Hagane no Renkin Jutsushi and C. Henshin. I'm going to be contrary and just say B for the hell of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to join Jing. Okay, let's go. Okay, and the answer is. It's probably C for some reason. C. Because yes, uh, B. It, Hagane no Renkin Jutsushi is the Japanese name for Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, <laughs> oh that's what I thought. There you Whereas go. C is the Japanese name for Metamorphosis, the oh, famous H yes. manga by Shindo L. Okay. Which is getting a hardcover release by Faku at the end of this year. Hey, yo, shout out to Faku, man. We, we've, been, we've been talking about them a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> 10, right? Number 10, right? Number 10. Do, do we want to continue after 10 or? Yeah, As I said, we want to go because I have some that are. I have I have a few questions where it's like name the one that's not yeah. a hentai. Oh no! Oh, oh, God, really? Let's get through these questions. Let's just get through this quickly, please. Starless. B. Star Driver. C. Star Mew. D. Stardust. This is this is one sounds like a Pokemon. A one sounds like a failed. Is, uh, for which gimmick. one's a hentai? Still, I'm gonna go with A on that one. I'll okay. Go D. Okay. What um, was A again? What's A and B again? <laughs> a is Starless and B is Star Driver. I think A looks good. Let's I'm going to say B. Because Star U sounds like a Pokemon. It Stardust is. sounds like a failed uh, Cody Rhodes gimmick. And the answer is A, Starless. Uh, Stardust is like an old ass OVA from like the 80s and 90s. Star Driver is that is like a last 15 years anime. Star Mew is like a an anime that is um, has a lot of pretty boys and Starless is the 2012 hentai whose character designer is Sei Shoujo who famously designed the characters for Bible Black. Well, but not the same. No, get, it I wasn't just, the same company that made. Well, that one, okay, let's go. All right, and now these few questions are uh, name the one that is not cultured. A, how to conquer Monster Girls. B, Monster Soul. C, Monster Smash. D, Monster Romance. I'm going to wow. go, go, go with B. I'm going B. I'll go D. I'll go A. <laughs> and the answer is B, B. Monster Soul. A. Monster Soul is the 2005 manga by Hiromashima. I was thinking game. Creator okay. of uh, oh. 
you know, Brave Master Fairy Tale in Zero of the Works. Okay. And all those other three are um, Monster Girl H manga created by Mizune, one of the so all... premier Monster Girl hentai artists in oh. manga. Okay, let's let's keep going because we we're almost at the we're at the two hour mark. Question twelve: What is not a hentai or what is not cultured? A. Seika Women's Academy. B. Garden. C. Fechikano. D. Fight Ipats Judenchan. Wow. I'm going to go with D on that one. I'll say C, but for no other reason. Just That's just... I'll go with Mo and go with D. Yeah, I'll go D as well. It is Judenchan. So it's not. Okay. Yeah, Judenchan is quite pervy, but it's not, it's not a hentai, whereas the other three are. Let's keep going. As I said, we got. I like this one. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, this would be a, like a nighttime track in the in the game show room yeah, at I best. Think, I think we're splitting this off in the main episode because, boy, howdy. Uh, all right, thirteen. A. Elf Princess Nina. B. Super Doll Laika-chan. C. Taimanin Asagi. Or D. Magical Girl Iska. I'm gonna go with B. Yeah, that's the one that pops out that just sounds quasi mainstream, or at least certainly not on that on the on the cultured road to me. The cultured road. <laughs> cultured <laughs> road. <laughs> what was, just what was B and D again? I, I just want to. B hear. is super doll like a chan, and D is magical girl Iska. I I'll, think I'll go D just I'll for go, the hell of it I'll because magical well. girl. The answer is uh, B, Super Doll Like a Chan. And, oh and I'm also God. saying it because the name sounded familiar. It is a 1998 TV series, whereas oh. the other three are um, pretty graphic uh, H visual novels and anime by Lilith. Uh, they're known for like some pretty like bad stuff. <laughs> like, not like, nothing like. It's all like, you know, lots of rape, lots of like. Sure. Just normal stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. just run of the mill. Okay. It's 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 pretty <laughs> brutal stuff. Uh all right. Question 14. A. Kangoku Senkan. B. Fault. C. Shuffle. D. Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, it's gotta be it's gotta be shuffled, right? The not hentai, right? Yeah, the not. What is hentai. not hentai, it's, it's or so what is not culture? Why? I, I think I'm going shuffle. I'm going shuffle as well. I'm going D. Doki Doki Literature Club. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Uh, what are you? What are you? I right? said C as yeah, well. We shuffle. I went C. <laughs> I know. Amy is the sole correct person here. <laughs> oh, to go. because uh, Doki Doki Literature Club is. I know it's the, a video game, it's a but game. it gets weird, right? These are all visual novels. Kevin well. earlier said oh. that, like, you know, these are just straight up porn. So, I, you know, Doki Doki isn't that. So. Exactly. <laughs> Shuffle was based off of the anime is safe, but the visual novels not. For I was thinking the anime. Yeah, we were thinking. And I was thinking the anime. Okay. Go ahead. 15, right? Two <laughs> yes. more. Thank goodness. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> are right. we going to 69? Because hey. I can't handle that. Sensitive pornograph. B, a foreign love affair. C, pretty boy detective club. Or D, <laughs> I know Kusabi. Wow. Yeah, that's like, this is, these are just English titles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, what was B again? A foreign love affair. Uh, so let's go B. Oh. B sounds like a, <laughs> like a, like it, it could be deceptively what's a? not it. What's A one more time? 
A is sensitive pornograph. <laughs> I'm going to play El Cheapo and just say, you know, divert attention, and I'll say A. I'll say A as well. I feel like C, Pretty Boy something sounds okay. <laughs> and it is Pretty Boy Detective Club. That okay. is not pornographic. Uh, foreign Love Affair is also known as Ikoku Irokoi Romantan, which is by uh, Ayano Yamane, who's one of the biggest BL authors out there in Japan. Uh, the other ones, yes, um, they're, they're BL. They're explicit BL. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, last and question. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these is not cultured? A, World's End Harem. B, Euphoria. C, Viewer Discretion is Advised. Or D, Love Selection. I'm going to see on that one. I know the I know the I'm answer on this one, so I won't say yeah, anything. I'm thinking A myself. I'll go B. And James? Well, I know it is A because I have seen the censored version on Crunchyroll. <laughs> the answer is A, Worlds and Harem, because uh, yeah, I threw Euphoria as a bit of a as a possible trick question because I'm not referring to the TV series You're Euphoria. You're referring to the to, other visual the, novel that the visual Manga novel, Gamer uh, yes, released, right? The, After that, I'm not playing that it's trick It's the again. visual novel, and, and yeah, that's that one's... You know, Euphoria is like the new anime fans, Baba Black. It really okay. is, the because... What? Because, like, you know, all the older fans, when people think of hentai, it's yeah. Bible Black. A lot of the newer kids, all the young kids, it's Euphoria. I guess you can say even if you go older, you'll start to think La Blue Girl and Eruption. I was going to say, yeah, La Blue Girl yeah. with the thing, yeah. Because um, Euphoria is, oh, God, like, everything happens in Euphoria. Let's just say um, that. Everything. I'll say nothing, and I'll ask nothing else. Except it's, it's No one has won, it's right? Horrible Correct. Stuff. Who... Okay, no well, that, it, it got popularized because uh, Sid Snap played through Euphoria. Oh yeah, the one of the popular yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So associated with the Trash Chase Boys, whose uh, concert sold out. By the way, we'll get to that in a sec. Who, who won? I actually, <laughs> no one I actually won. lost track halfway. You, it got funny. I, I to think see clearly people. it was James, right? James <laughs> <laughs> I think funny. I did get the most. I actually lost dances. track to be honest. Oh, I was for just God's looking sakes. at everyone's reactions and stuff, but. I think I got the okay, most correct well, answer. Well, keeping can in my both head, of our, can anything. both of our listeners do a tally and let us know, please? <laughs> uh, you know, but then again, it, it's a reflection of what's the phrase that Matt, Matt Alt used in uh, in Pure Invention: the obscene go lockstep in something to that effect, right? Mm-hmm. But everything, but obscene can go uh, hand in hand with with what's considered mainstream or even normal whatever normal is so you know to add, to bring this up and, and to be fair to the whole you know having done this 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 exercise whatever we want to call it it's cultured or not cultured yes really what cultured. do we call this game by the way what do you want to call this game what do i call this game yeah <laughs> i thought it was lost the plot oh. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I think culture is a great 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 euphemism for that man it works perfectly yeah. Right? It, it, well, I mean, as I said, it's it's a it's a part of our it's a part of our fandom. Not not always something a lot of us are comfortable with, and certainly not comfortable talking about a lot, or you know, as we are here, almost openly. I mean, I, I feel like at certain times people are more open about this. 
Mm-hmm. So, it, but it was, it's, but acknowledging it, and we hardly do. I mean, uh, we hardly have uh, on air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it was an interesting, it was regardless, uh, not a bad exercise. And uh, as I said, hope the uh, game show guys at Anime North might be paying attention. <laughs> Okay. Something you could run for the late night track. Well, yeah, something for the late night track uh, if they if they are allowed to open the uh, game show room upstairs. <laughs> I'm guessing not a lot of these were women's gaze sapphic stuff, were they? That's I, the second I tried one, right? to I tried to throw in some BL in there, uh, so I tried yeah, to divvy up a little bit. Uh, but, and I also tried to make sure it wasn't just anime because like, I threw in some manga. Mm-hmm. Tried to throw in a couple of visual novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I tried. Yep, I tried to make. I tried to throw in some BL there, just and so you it's tried, not just you tried purely to keep it, like. Yeah, try and keep, throw in something that well people aren't familiar with, and or or that uh, that has uh, appealed to across the board. But it's but, tough or, on uh, some of the visual novel ones because they also have the eighteen plus, and then the regular version, as they say, they do a lot of those. I know. Plus, yeah. BL's trickier because not all of it's eighteen plus either. Mm. So I was trying. All, that does narrow the field down significantly, actually. So then that the leads to the game. question, is Dick Fight Island an 18-plus title? Yes, that is unequivocally <laughs> an 18-plus title. <laughs> <laughs> I say this I is a person who of it now, right? does own it. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks. Hey, we have to have a, some fun. It's been, as I said, after two, two and a quarter years of not doing this in person. So uh, glad you guys were able to make a little time to visit Six Points. Okay, so uh, before we uh, go today, just a couple things on the community calendar. You you did make a reference to somebody associated with the Trash Taste Boys. Yes, their tour is coming to Toronto. My understanding is it's now sold out. And that was beginning of October for Toronto. Yeah, which is October now, 2nd, if I recall correctly. That's on, on, on the and Sunday. And we're now a part of the U.S., as we said last episode when me and Mike were talking, supposedly. Should we be, like, this doesn't surprise me that it's sold out. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be a surprise because of the of the following that I know the Trash Taste Boys have. Plus the venue's capacity, right? Yeah, and, and I think the, the venues capacity. at all the cities were similar size, so it wasn't like they were doing big sites, and I mean, it was they, just one night every so they, often. They could have done like a Massey Massey Hall or something. Well, Massey cool. Hall, I think, is under renovation here. Did they finish that? I think no, it's finished Massey Hall. It's gonna. Well, there's a like Sunmi is gonna be performing there. I think in September, so. Maybe okay, it's, so it's 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 probably done. Yeah, you know, for all for all we know, they had well. I mean, with everything that happened over the last couple of years, I mean that thing had been going on quietly. The this is taking place at the exhibition grounds, uh, the Queen Elizabeth Theater, right? Yes. And the capacity, we looked this up on on Google. The capacity is about twelve hundred fifty people, and if anything, it'll get smaller. To put that into perspective. Massey Hall, what's it, what's its capacity? Probably twice as much. Hey Google, what's the capacity of Massey Hall? <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I'll ask it. Hey, you know that that that's something. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll look it up. Actually, typing says two thousand seven hundred and fifty-two. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> so, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes, sometimes just looking that up that way, it's a little fast. The question is, will you be looking through pillars? Because I've been to Massey Hall before. It was renovated. hey, that could have been that, that could have been part of the renovation. Yeah, they But to put that into perspective, I mean, it's it, like and. Queen Elizabeth Theater, some J-pop acts have been known to appear. Their scandal appeared there, I think, just before Anime North, and others have, uh, yes. other J-pop and even K-pop. Have, have any K-pop acts uh, appeared at? Um... I believe so, but none come to mind at the moment. Okay. But maybe some of the promoters know each other and stuff like that, and probably they thought it was a nice venue and, just and, to and try out, because doubt. they're not doing, and like, it, massive venues. Yeah, they're just it, trying to do certain venues, and, it would, and I, they... Only have so many people probably per city, even though they do get incredible views. Yeah, per, for, perfume. I think uh, performed there as well. Yes, perfume performed there, and that concert did sell out. Yeah. So, and, and for all we know, there you're right. Maybe promoters and promoters would have known each other and been able to use that avenue, the similar avenues. So, and and, and to put this into further perspective, remember the CNE. It's on the grounds of the of the CNE. Somewhat related. Remember, the um, overactive media is intending to build their venue for for esports on on those grounds. And on that note, on that note, um, Overwatch League, which you know I have a habit of keeping up with, is 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 set to have their third major, the uh, Summer Showdown here in Toronto. I think. Um, let me just double check the the exact weekend. Just uh, just uh, just before we go to tonight. But it is happening at Old uh, Maple Leaf yeah, Gardens. Yeah, it was happening at Old Maple Leaf Gardens. I think it's uh, from the sixth uh, to the eleventh, or the seventh to to the eleventh. So that'll happen, and uh, I think tickets are selling are presently on sale for. Oh, it's a four day it's a four day thing. So I think it's Thursday, oh. Friday. So eighth to the eleventh. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. And and tickets are selling for the four day pass, and then they'll sell individual days later this week, in the coming week. Mm-hmm. So kind of related, or at least it overlaps into our fandom just a little bit. Because, uh, and I, we looked on the stream of the, um, of the for, of our former club, Amy, and we saw them playing uh, Minecraft earlier <laughs> on that note. <laughs> so yeah, that's the, the, those are just things that are happening in Toronto within the next month. And hopefully we'll have another episode oh, to do. Oh, next will not forget that. Oh yeah. And let's not forget it. Well, I heard about no, it on no, the radio. Yes. I heard. Uh, oh well, uh, you know that's their promotion. Yes, Fan Expo will happen, and hopefully, we'll say something more about that next time. Cool. But that's all we got for this evening or for this afternoon, because it's still there. So once again, if you want to contact us, and congratulations, we've gotten through sixty-nine episodes of this of uh, version two plus a bunch of others. Once again, if you want to contact us, uh, or at least uh, call us out, AnimeRoundtable at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, at AnimeRoundtable, AnimeRoundtable.com, which I was updating earlier in the week. At least there's links of interest. Now I'll try and fully update it with the Captivate links. Can you help me there, Mo? Thank you. Um, yes, and we're, yes, we have to mention t- the Twitch channels and the YouTube channels. Maybe we'll add, maybe, just maybe I'll add something to that before the end of the year. If only because, well, as I said, there's still a little bit of this year to go. As for the podcast side, please leave us a review, if you can, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. Give us a like because good reviews will help the algorithm with us. Also, yeah. comments help too. Yeah, comments I help gonna, too. I was going to say, how many stars does Kevin cost us today? <laughs> <laughs> Six of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
And we'll give you a discount on one, so just five. Yeah. We're, uh, for now, we're, as you have figured out, we're probably having trouble doing episodes on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. So we're going to aim a little lower and at least say we're going to try and put out something at least twice a month. <laughs> twice a month. So we've already used up at least one of our <laughs> August, uh, August tokens. So hopefully we'll have something else up before the end of August. But regardless of how, uh, how frequent we're going to try and be and we're striving to be and how we will be, um, please give us a like, a subscribe, a follow on any of the platforms we're on so you can be notified whenever we do put up something new regardless. Also, if you have a Spotify account, please check out the Anime Roundtable playlist for a list of music based on things we mention every so often on this show. The theme song is entitled Fubuki Snowstorm by Piko Misaki, which is the title track of her current album. You can check out more of her music at PicoInfinity.com or on Facebook at Pico Zen Music. So until next time, thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon, wherever you are, and join us again for another edition of the Anime Roundtable. That's going to be episode 70. And I'm really starting to wonder, we're starting to get to the episode numbers where version one ended. I forgot how many episodes uh, version one was. We got into the hundreds, no? No, we didn't get into officially into the hundreds. I think it got to maybe 78, if memory serves me right. I will have to look that up. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I think we got to 78. So we're approaching, <laughs> we're approaching uh, where version one ended. So there you go. Also, in the spirit of uh, episode 69... One more time. Uh, I've been reading <laughs> Worlds and Harem recently. And, you know, it's amazing how we live in an age where you can actually be picky with your fan service titles because not only is it, like, the stereotypical man's wish fulfillment, the manga or the anime, but it, it does have a, a plot that actually does progress and... The main character actively makes progress or makes efforts to progress in the quest, so to speak. Yeah, so, the plot? Yeah, like the plot. Like the plot does actually progress periodically. Yeah. Which so you're is, saying it is the ghost ship title we should think about first when we're getting something from that line, huh? That or, yeah, actually, I, I'd say so. You kids all have it real good. <laughs> <laughs>